Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotic. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Marklin and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit TheReptileReport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buy and selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. That's right, folks. We weren't able to come at you last week, but no fear. We're bringing you two. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> Can you hear me? Can, 
Can you hear me? No, Owen. <laughs> oh, son I of cannot. a bitch. All right. All right. Hold on. We'll hang up. We'll try it again. Wait. <laughs> Apparently, we are oh. uh, live and on the air. As opposed, That's what my computer says, so uh, we're going with it. Yep. Um, I don't know about we, – we know that everybody who listens to us regularly was, like, freaking out and saying, like, what are we going to do when we don't, like, what are we going to listen to when we clean? How do you think it felt for us? I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I have, I have a, like, Tuesday night. It's like, I, I guess uh, I can do something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, didn't know what to do. It's freaking me out. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a very strange thing. It is. We're glad that we're back on and it's functioning not 100%, but we're, we're more functional. We can get the episode out. And Eric and I were discussing last week about doing a, you know, a twofer, probably maybe even a three-episode week um, to kind of make up the lost ground and uh, keep everybody happy. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. I don't, Owen, I don't know if you listen to podcasts or you're a podcast I, fan or not. You and I both know I don't because okay. I can't listen. I can't listen to us because well, uh, I can't listen to myself speak without like screaming at myself. Or and every other time you've let me listen to something, like I'll listen to GPT Keeper every once in a while if you tell me it's a good episode. Or uh, I mean, they don't even put that many out, so I listen to them. But right. you try to tell me about another uh, podcast. And there are some of them that you and I listen to where it's just us screaming at the radio, and I don't want to do that. (laughs) I'm not going to mention any names, but there was that one that we listened to before the Phillies game, and I was going to have, like, a hernia. Oh, yeah. No more. No. (laughs) So there was that. Plus, I just kind of keep to our own stuff. So I listen to music and audio books while I clean, so – you, on the other hand, I know you're big into the podcast. Well, yeah, I, I'm big into, I, I don't know, I've always been a fan of uh, talk radio, and especially when you're trapped in a car for three hours a day, you need something <laughs> to get you through, you know? So, like, I guess maybe being a musician, like, I guess that's a break for me to not listen to music, you know, like that kind right. of thing. But, yeah. um, uh, so, it's so frustrating as a listener when you're expecting uh, a podcast to be there and it's not there. Like, I think, you know, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, like a long time ago and reptile radio was around. You know, like, I mean, when I were even, this all goes all the way back to us forming this almost five year God forsaken thing. Anyway, it was, you told me the most important thing is that the episodes air at the, uh, the allotted time once a week. We don't like air one on Friday, one on Monday, one no. on Tuesday. This no. is the time, and this is when we show up. And then you, you – I thought you were going to slug me the one time. we Actually, the only time we ever switched the show was when we went from doing it – what was it, a Saturday night or whatever? Yeah, we're, and then we, we were doing it Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kept begging for a life, but it was like, yeah. So uh, we went. Yeah, I didn't think that one yeah. through a hundred percent. So, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, your assumptions probably not that far off. But anyway, um, we. 
you know, I, I don't know. I always think of like me and you at the same age and level and all, and that's so far from the truth. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. <laughs> me and Jim are probably closer in age. <laughs> Ain't that the well, truth? Anyway, we so uh, it's very we, yeah, it's very very frustrating as a listener. To be expecting a podcast to be there and it's not there. So uh, you know, for that we apologize. Um, we may not be the best podcast around. We might not be <laughs> the most intelligent podcasters around. But one well, thing I, that we will promise you <laughs> is that we are the most consistent podcast around. That we oh, can damn. promise. Right. <laughs> so, so that being said, I mean. You know, we had, uh, well, we had a couple cool shows lined up. One, um, I haven't been on here since my vacation, so I'm returning from vacation yeah. and finally back in the swing of things and had a and, whole and bunch you of went stuff. To, you went to Daytona and you putzed around Florida, so obviously yeah. there's stuff to talk about there. We had to push back the Rough Scale show, which I, I injured me physically. Like, that hurt <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, of, all, no. of all the shows, of all the shows, the crash. It's the friggin' rough. I was trying show. so hard to get like, no, it's still good. We can still get it off. We're not gonna know. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Oh course. yeah. But so yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, you know a bunch of topics that we have to hit on. Uh, I guess I guess we'll start with uh, you know I'll, I'll talk about Daytona. I mean. I don't know. I, I I've always wanted to go. Um, it's the uh, National Breeders Expo that's down there in Daytona. Um, they've had that show for for many many years. Uh, I think at the beginning it was in Orlando. Um, I think that uh, people, well, way back in the day, would go there because um, you know they th- that was the place to go. It was the reptile. Reptile show around. I mean, uh, yeah, there yeah. weren't other shows like Hamburg and Kinley Park and uh, uh, what's the one? Uh, Arlington, Texas, things like that. There weren't the ones on California. There's pretty much maybe sure. smaller ones, but Daytona was the like creme de la creme. It was the it was the big one. It's the one where all the animals were there. It's the one where you saw the most uh, diversity in animals, and also where you saw all the high dollar new projects and stuff. So. That's what Daytona was. So, um, what Daytona is now, um, I'll leave that to your explanation. So, you said you wanted to go, and I know it was uh, on the short list of shows that you and I wanted to go and actually vend. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I had this image in my head uh, from mm-hmm. listening to you know, reptile radio and all these things about how Daytona was this, you know, Mecca. So apparently it was a lot better than it was the year before. Uh, I guess I'll start with the, the, the positive stuff that I saw. One thing that was really cool was there was a lot of diversity there. I mean, yeah, there was your, your, your standard, uh, you know, your ball pythons and leopard geckos and all that kind of stuff. But um, I was really surprised at the amount of, diversity that i did see um uh the show itself i mean it's on a beach so <laughs> i mean it's kind of a it's, it's kind of a cool atmosphere um that was, that was I, because, um, when you went down but then andrew and his wife went down and he's like oh yeah i went to the show 
the second day I bought her a massage and she went to the beach. I went back to the show and I'm like, that's smart. Okay. <laughs> so I guess no better spot to have it than, you know, yeah, Daytona. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was pretty sweet. So, um, you know, as far as that goes, um, it, the traffic was okay. I, I mean, I, I don't really have anything to compare to other than Tinley. Uh, Tinley was definitely busier. Um, you drove seemed like, down. You drove down from Pennsylvania, from Philadelphia to Daytona, correct? No, 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 no. I went down no. earlier in the week down to uh, Jensen Beach, which is uh, farther south than Daytona. And, okay, and, uh, but you still, you still drove it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then we so drove the back up. Compared, the drive compared to Tinley was. Eight? Well, it's about uh, it's about the same. It's about the yeah, same. Right. nothing you can do about uh, that. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at uh, I think it was 15 hour drive. Um, you know, so uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it was cool. Um, it was clean. Uh, the show was clean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, when I go and I compare it to something like Hamburg, where the aisles are like probably <laughs> uh, four times as big as the aisles at Hamburg, and they and they I had mean, the, there was no potato sack filled with tortoise where you just reach in and grab the one you wanted to buy. I saw no. the plane. Uh-uh, no. that's good. No, no, no. Um, uh, I met a bunch of people down there, um, which was cool. Um, there was, uh, well, uh, there was, at first I knew that Mike was going to be there. Um, so uh, I met up with him. Uh, he mm-hmm. was there with uh, uh, his friend Alexis Marie. You probably know her mm-hmm. from uh, from Condros. The Condros that keep popping up of craziness. So, yeah. Yep. I've seen uh, her stuff on the thing of all right. Yep. Uh, I met up with. Uh, I also saw Barry uh, Manson. Uh, oh, all right. You remember him from cool. uh, Carpet Fest and iCast and, and all that. Various other uh, things. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Said said hello and how he's doing and da da da. And then uh, I got to hang out with uh, KJ. Uh, he's a uh, Big time uh, Morelia Python radio fan, and uh, he's he's super passionate about Morelia and uh, poor bastard. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. So we walked around the show. He sort of uh, took me around and showed me the different uh, different cool things that were around. Um, uh huh. The first booth that I went to was uh, Chris from Mystic Reptiles. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Chris was cool. Yeah. He was and at iCast. He's yeah. been on the show twice. Yeah, he's big for his repicks, twice. which, by the way, he had uh, purple golden childs and ghost tigers. Which and you didn't come home with a purple golden child head for hippopotamus? <laughs> no. no, 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 no. And he had uh, ghost tigers, which I think he's the only one that produced them in the states. I don't. I, I, they were beautiful. Um, what the hell do ghost tigers look like? Like anything oh, you imagine okay. a ghost carpet. Imagine, um, right. okay, imagine the nicest um, exantic jag. Um, okay. And then put some yellow highlights in it with a stripe. Okay. <laughs> so, 
it's kind of like that. But the yellow highlights are less like accents, like almost like they're painted on. I mean, I don't know. It's just it was really an That's, amazing animal. It's crazy. All right. I'm, I have to Google this shit because that looks that sounds crazy. So yeah, all right. you go to his you go to his website. I think yeah. he has them for sale in there. Uh, Mystic Reptiles. Um, I love his IJs. He works with the GQ line. Uh, they don't get no love uh, down there in Daytona because people are just passing it by, and I can't believe that they were still on his table. Not to mention that he had some awesome jungles as well. Really, really top-notch jungles. Awesome stuff. Um, it was uh, – so I got to talk to him for a little while, but you know how it is mm-hmm. when you're when you're talking to somebody that's trying to sell snakes. Um, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> you feel bad. You, yeah, you, you don't want to – you you don't want to uh, you know mess up their groove or try to miss a sale or anything mm-hmm. like that. So uh, you know I kind of kind of rolled and, and told him I'd make it back. Uh, but every time I came back, there was somebody at his table. So I was like, damn it! All right, um, got to see uh, Tom Keoghan. Um, oh, was, yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Um, he's one of those guys that's kind of like a python uh, god when it comes to breeding yeah. pythons. I don't like breeds. Every, everything I want, yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um, big t- big thing with him is his, uh, he's known for his ring pythons, which he had a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool. I love baby rings. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his adults, uh, which I I want to, I'm pretty sure he had some adults on the table. Maybe I don't know I if they I, were for sale. I've heard he had some adult. I, you know, I, um, Andrew said he had a trio of rings. That sold within like the first five minutes before the doors even opened, so they may have been still on the table. But from what I hear, they were gone before the doors even opened. Which, yeah, I'd figure that the breeding pair, breeding trio of rings, why not? So no idea yeah. how much they went for, but yeah. Uh, well, I think a, a a baby pair was maybe what twelve hundred bucks, something like that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, KJ was staring at the rings as well. And then uh, he's also known for his blackheads, which he had, you know, Xanax yep. blackheads and all that kind of stuff, um, which I've never seen the Xanax in person. Uh, they were pretty, pretty pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I think I think the coolest thing there that he had is the Colons Python. You know I'm not like a real big hobby. Oh, guy. God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not the Colons again. <laughs> that was a freaking was- awesome Thing, man. I just would want it as a pet. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, really, it's really cool. Uh, all right. So I did see pictures of that. It looks it looks clean. That's all you're getting out of me. So you know, uh-oh. you know, one of the one of the, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. But one of the yeah. things that makes me nervous, just like it makes you nervous when we see things like that at Hamburg, or um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it at Tinley, but especially Hamburg, you see some people. Mm-hmm. That are not the most uh, uh, reputable <laughs> reputable people that have a carpet python in a tank sitting on a mm-hmm. table, and mm-hmm. I, I don't even know who these people are. Because if if I did mm-hmm. know them by name, I would tell you not to buy from them. Because the one time they had a jungle carpet sitting next to a Maclots jungle carpet mix, yep. and they looked yep. the same. Remember that? I, I told, I, I, yeah, because I was walking with you, and I pointed at it, and I said, "That's the scariest shit in the world to me." And it, <laughs> and I've seen that animal. That that animal has changed hands multiple times, and it always yeah. seems to come back to Hamburg. But yes, it is a Maclots mix of the jungle, and what it looks like is a very, very ugly coastal. 
So yeah. if you're some of if you're uh, my theory or my worry is now obviously these people have it labeled as a Maclots carpet, but my worry is is it's going to fall in the hands of somebody who is dumb enough to want to try to move it and just kind of throw it up there as a carpet python, and somebody who's really big into dinker projects is going to take it because it looks funky and try to recreate it and bring it back in the carpet lines. I know that probably is not going to happen, but it is one of those things that kind of itches at the back of my head every once in a while. But, yeah, yeah. I hate that. So, well, step on it. Yeah, so. I mean, I think one of the uh, one of the one of the things that kind of bummed me out about the show, and it's not because I think that they're I, – I really don't know anything about them. I don't know if they're reputable breeders or not. But um, the one thing is, is that there was um, underground reptiles, I think they're called. And mm-hmm. what, kind of, what kind of struck me is that most of the people at the show, that was the most crowded yeah. table. And I'm of thinking – I'm just I I guess I guess I felt a little bit disappointed because I felt like you know there's people here that have high quality animals of what you're looking for um and you're going to this place because you're getting it for cheaper. One of the things that drove me absolutely crazy was the fact that they had a red blood python mm. and it was het T plus albino and they had it mm. labeled as a Sumatran python. I'm sorry, man. If you don't know what the freak you're selling, then don't, don't fucking sell. Don't freaking sell. Thank you. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Uh, the, one thing, the one thing that I absolutely, that, that trickled through me through several people from going to Daytona is that there were uh, some compartments, I think tears filled with, uh, and you can't see the air quotes that I'm putting up here, but it says baby diamonds. Well, and yeah, that was my next up. thing I was going to get to. Yeah. I'm so, no, we're going right to it because the rage is building. Anyway. It was baby diamonds, and they said four hundred dollars a piece, eight hundred for a pair. Yes, they were four hundred bucks is, a piece, which is ridiculous because it it it's it, it, and they and they said, and I'm not going to say the name of the breeder that they said they got it from, but they said it, and it's almost like you sit there and you want to analyze it and be like that that can't be true because I know those I know that guy, and I know he only produced this many animals. So why is how could you have like 18 of them? So I hate to break in somebody if you're going to somebody like that and expecting to buy thank you KJ we're just going to try to not have the anonymity never mind um the uh, <laughs> shot that in the face Jesus Christ uh, Well Don't that's in the, in the corner. <laughs> Time out for five minutes from the chat for you. God damn it. Anyway. Uh-oh. You made Owen angry. <laughs> He's like the Hulk. It. He's turning green. God uh, damn it. We well, so here it is. Hard. Anyway. I was talking to – I walked over to the table because um, it was uh, – actually, KJ was the one that uh, told me, um, you know, that they had carpets over there. So before I even got to the carpets, I, I walk around and I'm looking at, they had, like I said, they had blood python and they had it labeled as a Sumatran. And yeah. I'm just like, are you, are you, are you, are you serious? Like, I think the thing that bothers me about that is that you're at a show that's supposed to yeah. be the best 
you know, again, air quotes, best show in the U.S., and you don't know what the hell you're selling, and that's the busiest table. So, like, what what, what gets me is that you're you're the guy behind the table. You're supposed to know what you're selling because the person who's buying might not know. And if you can't get that right, you know, I can label corn snakes as cobras. And it's, yeah, how are you going to get the care right? How are you going to know anything about the history? I, I'm really tempted to go to Hamburg and label my baby corn snakes as cobras and see how many <laughs> dumbasses on the other side of the table think I am serious. I'm telling you, half the people won't know the difference. Yeah. So, and it's so, those things. It's like, really? You, you so, have to know what you're selling. Yeah, so they had they had various carpet pythons and carpet python morphs and whatnot, and uh, I think I think the first thing that hit me was the years and years of Morelia Python forums and people on there saying about how this is gonna just just screw everything up, man. You guys just mix it. Nobody's gonna know what the frig is going on. And, you know, the, the, the comeback would always be, and this is a comeback that I use, you know, uh, as long as you, as long as you label yourself, uh, you know, and your integrity is what it is and you're labeling it correctly, then, you know, you don't got nothing to worry about. That's not true, man. That's not true. Because well, if these I were, really if, if these were wholesaled, right. Uh, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not against wholesale. I've done it. But, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, it, it is what it is, but the problem is, is that that now um, you have no idea what that really is. So when I saw diamond pythons right around the corner from the uh, quote unquote Sumatran python, um, I was a little taken back by that. And I got to oh. tell you, they they did look did look like they were pure diamond pythons. But the problem I is, I really hate to break all, it to you, if you're buying diamond pythons for four hundred bucks. You're, you're tell me you you really can't be surprised if they grow up and they're not diamonds. I mean, well, but here's the thing: even if they are real diamond pythons, right? Yes. Let's say let's take it off the table and say that they're real diamond pythons. Okay. The problem that you have is is that when you grow them up and you're going to uh-huh. breed them and you breed uh-huh. them, who uh-huh. are you going to sell them to? Because nobody worth a shit that wants to get diamond pythons is going to buy them without any lineage. It's just not going to happen. Can you freaking imagine? Like, diamond pythons and lineage, that is like, that is a big hand in hand. Can you imagine trying to sell undocumented baby diamonds? You can't. But how how the hell do you do that? I mean, how do you do that? You can't. With the amount of 88%, now I've seen 88% diamond blood jungles where they look a lot like diamonds, where there's like the little this or a little that. So how the hell am I going to trust you when you say this is all pure diamonds? How do you know? Trust me. Who the hell are you? It's No, I'm not. This isn't how this works. You know, Gary Vale and some of that, they tell me it's a pure diamond. I'm probably going to believe them because they have all the documentation to set it up, and that's all they're known for. That's all they breed. So, well, 
even if you take out of the equation the fact that let's let's just say for sake of argument that you know we've had this debate before on whether or not you can prove it's really pure if you don't collect it from the wild and all that stuff. So let's just say blah, for blah, sake blah. of argument that maybe they're not even pure, but you don't know the lineage of what we call mm. quote unquote pure diamond python. So you, it makes yeah. it very difficult in that especially with diamond pythons that people people you're just not going to be able to sell them and what's going to happen is you're probably going to have to wholesale them and then you wholesale yeah. them and then the, the, the saga continues and you, people grow them up they go to facebook they go to a forum and then people are like they're not pure and then the whole argument ensues and it's like god damn it man it's almost like you want to go to a show and sell stuff but at the same time uh you know you don't want somebody to buy something like that on an impulse. You know what I mean? Like you don't want somebody to come in and just buy. I, I, I don't know if that's really uh, a good it, thing that, that somebody would buy is, that without doing research. No. And here's the thing is what people need to quickly understand is that a lot of these people, if they're willing to not give a crap about what they're labeling an animal as, don't put it past them that they may not be telling the truth about where they got it. Um, I've had uh, there was one time where I was in sh- where somebody offered me a carpet python, and I said, "Well, where's it from?" They said Howard Redding. Little did they know I have Howard's phone number, so I called him and I, <laughs> I said, "They made a picture yeah. of the animal," and Howard <laughs> immediately said, "That is not mine. I've never produced a fucking thing like that." So it's you got to understand is that. A lot of people know who who might be a heavy hitter in the world of Morelia. So the second you ask, would you get a phone? They go, insert somebody, and that's it. That's done deal. Other people can be like, I heard of him, and then we'll just buy. They they won't ever take the next step forward. And I actually am guilty of that myself. The ivory jag that you have, Luna. Yes. I bought her from Andrew, who got her from a guy. Who said he got it from Carrie and Todd? So I right. posted it up on Facebook, and I got embarrassed the shit out of because Todd jumped on. He goes, "We don't have any ivories at all. We've never done this." <laughs> and I was like, like that "Asshole!" But, right. But but doing that, I did that, and then I was able to talk to Andrew, get the dude's email, and trace her true lineage back all the way to the dude in Florida who produced her. So don't take that shit at value. Just because somebody says it's from this breeder, you can double check that shit. And in this day and age, you can probably send someone a Facebook message from the show with a picture of the animal. And all they have to say is yes or no. And that's it. Done. Or I don't know. And then you make the decision from there. So just because they say that these diamonds were from this person doesn't mean that they really were. Especially because I know that there was a zoo over in Europe that just unloaded a shit ton of diamonds into the country. Right. So, and those babies, before the, because they appeared on a list, uh, was it Cam's? Somebody's list. So what happened is, is that they, you guys get, everybody needs to understand, the list that get emailed out to people is not the list list. We get it after the big guys who spent a lot of money pick over the true list. So for all you know, a box of baby diamonds came from God knows where, ended up here, and were sold to some guy at, you know, 100 bucks a pop if he bought 20. 
So, but he's going to say they came from a USA breeder to avoid having to explain what's going on. So, right. Heaven forbid, these guys may not be telling you the truth. But again, if you're buying from somebody like this and expecting to get pure stock and all this other stuff, you are an idiot. You know, if you want pure diamonds, go freaking get pure diamonds from the guys who will give you all the lineage information and give you the biggest bang for your buck. Don't just expect to get $400 baby diamonds. They're not a yeah, I mean, car lot. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I guess I guess those type of people serve a purpose to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and and here's another example of something that at the show again, um, there was a chondro, and it was called a calico jaya. What the fuck is a calico jaya? What is that? It's, <laughs> I, it's a, I, it's, I mean, it's I, a jaya that we paint at, and we call it a it, calico. Wasn't wasn't it Bill that said if Buddy saw this conversation and what we were calling a calico, <laughs> he loses. And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen Buddy snake. angry. It was I've, never, I've never seen Buddy angry. I, dude, I have one of his calicos. She's not green. She's yeah. got all these freaking different colors on her. So, and that's the whole point of a calico. A calico yeah. cat is multiple different colors, not just like orange. So it's yeah. I think a lot of I think yeah. I know it's not good. I would be the first one to – I would be a liar if I sat here and said that everything that I said – you know, I, I don't know. The platform that we're on is like sometimes we say things and we don't realize what we're saying or how it comes across, which is sometimes is a bad thing because um, – you know, we may mean it one way. Somebody else interprets it a different way. So, you know, I, I appreciate when people send us feedback to tell us, like, what were you lo- what were you talking about or what does this mean? Morons. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and there's been times where we've said things that maybe are not true. Or we didn't get the get it right exactly, or My you know, whatever. To do so. Yeah, whatever the case may be, but but yeah. I think. I can say with 100% accuracy that when me and you vend a show or any of the the Morelia people that I consider like the Morelia family, so to speak, when we vend a show, um, we know everything there is to know about the animals that we're selling. We can tell you the parents. We can tell you as far back as we – well, would know uh, as we can trace back with lineage. Some people go back to the originals. Some people go back maybe a couple generations. Some people just uh-huh. know the parents. But the thing of it is, is that you can say, you know, where your animals came from, and if there is any kind of doubt with your animal, uh, what that doubt is, and if we've mm-hmm. produced the animals. Now, granted, um, you know, you do things different than I do. This one does different yes. than this one, blah, 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 blah. Yep. So everybody's approach could be different. But when you're sitting there and you're selling your animal, you're going to be able to tell that person, well, this is how I take care of my animals. This is what I fed. This is how many times it's shed. This is the 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 cage that I keep it in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the records of, of what it's done so far where mm-hmm. we're always going to be accurate with that information. You know what I mean? There, mm-hmm. There's nothing that we're going to say that's not accurate. When I listen to some of the people talking about the animals that they were selling, and it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
You know, and it just, yeah. one of the things that 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 I think about is is that by us meaning the Morelia, whether it's Carpets or Condros or whoever, not going to these shows and representing the animals in the light they're so supposed to be represented in, we're letting other people do it. And they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just they're, they're right. screwing it up. Um, I, I take Borneos for an example. Like, you know, uh, when it comes to Borneos, I don't know, maybe – Maybe I don't have this right, and I don't really talk to a whole lot of people that have to do with Borneos. But I got to tell Matt. you, when I, when I ask Matt right. about Borneos, he's shooting off shit, man. He's telling me what he knows about it, the history of whatever it is, where these are, how genetics work, what happens when he put these animals together, how to take care of them, and he'll tell you some of the myths that people have out there as opposed to some of the uh, – I mean, the people – there was there was a couple tables with Borneos there, and when they were talking to the people, I'm like, are you, oh, what? 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 <laughs> what? Right. Uh, right. And it just – Right. And I'm not saying that – I guess I'm not saying that they're – it wasn't like one of those things that's left up to interpretation, so to speak. It wasn't mm. those things where, like, you really, the, to me, they didn't have the experience to speak on what they were speaking about. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, meaning that it, it they're does. saying it, that 100% accuracy that this is the facts. And it's not the facts because you don't know yeah. that because you haven't did that. So, like, if I were to go to a reptile show and talk about breeding mm. diamond pythons, I have no right. idea how to breed diamond pythons. I mean, I, I can re- read them. Yeah, I can recite right. you how to how it's been done. I can tell you who's done it, but I can't tell you from my own personal experience on how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And but there's, there's even that different of a thing where you know I every once in a while I'll be, like I'm babysitting a bunch of Andrew's monitors right now, and if I were to take his lizards to a show and try to sell them, I wouldn't know how to convey their care. I wouldn't know how to convey their personality. I wouldn't know how to convey anything about them. I know what to do to keep them alive. I right. can convey that, but I can't tell right. you how to breed it. I can't tell you this. Can I tell you how to do that? I can't tell you what kind of problems to anticipate, what happens if it doesn't eat the first week. I can't tell you any of that. And a lot of these guys who just kind of get in the stuff, slap a new price tag on it, and then get it out, they know exactly how to keep it alive. If something goes wrong, though, they don't know how to anticipate or do anything about that. Uh, case in point, uh, my albino uh, ghost has not been eating properly for a while, and right. I don't know why. Guess what I just found out it is? He's been what? in Iraq. He moved from Iraq. It's, it, it, it's going to bug your freaking mind. But this is honest to God how he moved from a rack that was a black rack with tubs into a white rack with tubs. Right. And he kept hiding underneath the paper. He kept not eating at all. Kept not acting right. And then I kind of realized that it's really, really bright in the white tub cages. So I moved him back to the black tub and he started eating again. And I'm like, all right, it could be because he's an albino and his eyes were hurting and he was messing up and didn't really like how bright it was. Either way, he's eating again. He's now back in a black rack in a room all his own. So he's the only animal right. in quarantine who doesn't need to be in quarantine. <laughs> it's, it's shit like that where it's like I can tell you that you, sh- you should be eating and maybe you want to try this. Maybe you want to try that. So in the future, 
if I get called by somebody who's like, I bought this albino from you and he's not eating, I'm going to be like, all right, uh, is he in a white rack? If he is, try to, I don't know, make it darker. So it's it's stuff like that where other people, well, yeah. like those guys, the dealers, will just keep throwing mice at him until he dies. Well, not only that, they don't have the knowledge to change it because they don't know it. what yeah. was changed. You know what I mean? Whereas if you do, yeah. if, if you were to, if you, say you, you bred that snake and then you send it out to somebody, if somebody calls you up mm-hmm. and then they walk you through, what's your setup? What's your this? What's your that? You know, and you're able to walk them through step by step and say, okay, well, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that. That's. That's the kind of thing that we preach all the time about on the show is that <laughs> that's what you're you know, paying for. Yeah, so. I, I mean, again, there's so many great Morelia breeders out there. It's it's just silly to not find one that you like and buy from them it's, what they have. I mean, it's just that's silly. What I don't understand. If you're serious about it, why are you even at those tables buying things? I mean. What are you even doing there? Why even run that risk of not having something that can be backed by a breeder worth a damn? I mean, if you bought a pair of those baby diamonds, you bring them home, they die. He's going to send you another pair of baby diamonds. They die. He's going to send you another pair of baby diamonds. Then they die. He's out of diamonds. Then what? You're going to get offered a tub full of Pac-Man frogs. Um, You're going to get (laughs) offered possible bearded dragon this, that, that, anything you want. Or or he's going to tell you, you know, Fuck off. Get out of here. You had this many tries. So it's right. one of those things. It, and, it, and it just boggles my mind. Now, I understand a lot of people are just looking for pets, and a lot of them are looking for the cheap deal. And if you're at the White Plains show, a lot of people are looking to buy stuff so that they can sell on Craigslist the next day. So, <laughs> Lord of God, I've seen that. Anyway, um, but if if you are serious, you know, if you are serious about Morelia or even any type of um, snake, it, it, it you come past the point of, you know, it, it's time to stop fucking around. It's time to get serious about it. And that would be going to the breeders. That would be coughing up the big boy money. And that would be, you know, doing what you got to do. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, one of the things that... Um... One of the I was in a ranty mood today. I don't know why. Yeah, I was, I was in my uh, get off my lawn, you you little kids <laughs> moods. But what um, people don't know is Eric drives around and yells at you know the Philadelphia youth to get jobs. Haircuts. <laughs> but one of the things Amazing. that as I we were talking about, I put up a, a post today about um, the forum, right? And yes. I know this is this has been beat to death. But one of the things that. Um, <laughs> That beating that horse again, all right. <laughs> well, there's a couple reasons. One, I've been over there and I've been researching um, mm-hmm. topics for the show. I've been researching lineage of animals that mm-hmm. uh, that somebody was talking to me about, and you know, it kind of I kind of nerd out about that kind of stuff, and I want to take mm-hmm. in as much information as I can. So anyway, right. uh, over there I'm looking at, at different things, you know, because I send you pictures all day. I'm like, did you ever see this? Did you ever see that? that blah blah blah. Well, it's, um, it's funny you sent me one of this uh, diamond pipe. Do you remember this? I'm like, dear lord, it just resurfaced, and you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I know. I just found the picture. I'm like, oh, yes, I remember it. What happened to that? And you're like, I have no idea. I'm like, well, thank you for 
showing that again. So yeah, I think I think one of the things that is missed on Facebook, and it's not. I'm done with the whole this is better than that type of thing. Um, I think that they're right. both both good tools for They're completely things. different creatures, and that's where yeah. we're at. So, um, yeah. But I think one of the things that you get from the forum, and, and one of the things that I guess I felt again, um, and again, this could just be my uh, personal bias of not wanting to let go of, you know what I mean, like... I don't know, like when when you found out that the 90s were over and grunge wasn't cool anymore, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, I know this is coming back, man. I know it, you know, and you don't want to let go. But... When I was in middle school is what you're talking about? or <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, one of the things you go over there and you start to learn who's who of carpet pythons and, and you mm. start to get a feel for the amount of work been put into this species uh, complex, if you will, of snakes. And it's sad to me that the people that are on Facebook that are just coming into it don't get an appreciation mm. of how much that snake is really worth. You know, you look at a a, a coastal carpet python um, and the amount of, number one, how did it get from Australia to to the United States? That's number one. <laughs> number two, yeah. um, the fact that you know somebody has selectively bred. Like I go in and I look at my Michael Pinnell coastals mm-hmm. and how beautiful they are, and then mm-hmm. I look at some of the animals when they first came in, and I'm and like, how oh, ugly man, thin they were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like you gave in a whole new and you want me to sell this for $200 or I have a hard time selling this for $200. You got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, it's almost like, uh, the people, you know, okay. I, I, maybe I can use this example. So like I've worked at two different stores at my job, right? So my one job, the people have seen me move from the, from the ground up to the top. You know what I mean? So they have a different, they have a different view of me. I've put in my time. They respect me a different way. They listen right. to me in a different way because I've done all the things that they've done, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas that the store that I'm at only knows me as the boss. So it's a whole right. different it's a whole different feel uh that they look at me with. So like, you know, you could have Joe Schmo go on and he posts every day on Facebook and uh people People just think that this is now the carpet python guru, which is not true. Mm. You know what I mean? Which, and the vicious circle that happens is the person that has the time to post all day on Facebook um, probably doesn't know shit about snakes because they're not in their snake room. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas the person well, that really does know and have the knowledge about their animals and how to breed their animals and take care of their animals and what makes these things tick probably doesn't have the time yeah. to post up a pic <laughs> or answer somebody's question on Facebook. So, that, like That is the funny thing is when they put up a post and they tag people in it, and I read the people that they've tagged, and I do not know any of them. And I'm like, why are you asking these guys? It's like, who are these people? Like, that's a jungle carpet why aren't you asking like these guys so it it's weird yeah so so i think i'm sorry i I think that's kind of my um my uh, frustration 
I guess, <laughs> when it comes to the forum thing, because there and and you know what the other thing that kind of like that that makes me made me think it's like you know I go there and nobody's posting anything there nobody posts mm-hmm. anything you know there's like somebody new that got into carpet pythons and posts up a question and nobody answers it and his response is like a month later crickets mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and then another yeah. month it's again yeah. so like this guy is trying to get information and he's going to the you know, maybe he Googles Morelia or maybe he Googles carpet pythons. This comes up. He goes over there. He starts looking around. He starts, you know, he has a question. Right. He or she has a question. They ask the question and get no response. So what are you supposed to think at that point of uh, of carpet pythons? And, yeah, I guess everybody in the reptile world is on Facebook. But here's my other problem is that I got to tell you, man, I'm freaking just done with the, And I know we're guilty of this. I I, mm. I know hypocrites, but right. the whole freaking group thing. It's like enough, <laughs> enough, dude. If I could delete, if I, if, if I get if I one delete, more group, <laughs> if I could delete all the goddamn groups except Morelia Pick of the Week, I could. But I don't know how to delete them, or I delete them I tomorrow. Already, I already threw and started purging groups because somebody added me to uh, Corrales, another Corrales group. Somebody added me to a skink group, and I blame Zach Baez for that bullshit. But Look, um, I, can, I can understand a skink. I can understand because I you know, we've, well, had, I have, we've had Zach on the show talking about skinks, whatever. Maybe they want to put us I can. Me I mean, you're the boa guy. I can understand oh, Corral. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, I understand oh, all that. But, that one, you bastard. <laughs> but here's the thing. Tegus. Turtles? <laughs> what? Dude, when have I ever Did talked like about a turtle? No, boy, get away from me. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I understand. I know, and here's the thing. If, I, if somebody invites me to like their reptile breeding page, I'll give it a like. And then I'll also send them over a link to Rogue's Facebook page. And it's kind of like, all right, if I like you, you like me, we're all good. Fine, right. perfect. And you know what? Even if they don't like me in return, which I do have a list of people who haven't done that, um, I don't care. There you go. But I have one pair of Amazon tree boas, and I hate them a lot. And that does not mean I need to be in every single Corrales breeding group ever created. So it's like, guys, pump the brakes here. You know, my main focus is, Morelia, and then you know what? I, I like the liasses and I dig white lips, but that doesn't mean I need to be in every single liasses group. It's like you gotta gotta knock it back a little bit. So, I you yeah. know like um, th- th- I guess the other thing is that in order to I guess with doing this podcast, it's like I have a certain. I, I I don't know if this is like I feel that I have an obligation to sort of have the my hand on the pulse so to speak to kind of know mm-hmm. what's going on what people are talking about and all, and all these kind of things and that's great you know you're looking at Facebook you see these things they pop up and you have to go to all these different spots in order to and there's apps and I, I'm forever downloading I have like 55 goddamn apps to use Facebook <laughs> in my phone. Right, in order to make this more streamlined and easier to find out what's going on, but it just seems to be more difficult and more difficult. You know, it seems like I, I, I don't, I don't know how to to, to say it other than like 
I, also, I, I miss, I miss the learning part of it. Like I'm <laughs> still learning. I'm always learning. Like I always want to learn. I always want to push like what I know and and push it further and talk to people with different viewpoints of how things how things are or what their approach is. And I want to do it without somebody getting their freaking butt hurt about me disagreeing with what they're saying. Half of the time when I see things on you, I have to be really, really fired up in order to <laughs> respond to any goddamn post on Facebook that's like yep. drama. Because it's like I, I enough enough to get to a point where you're like, no, no, I don't want to get involved. No, I don't want to get – and then you got these people that you're like, who is this person? And who do you – do you even have a carpet python? And you're going to sit here and tell somebody like Jason Balin or Nick Mutton like they're wrong? Like I guess they can be wrong. I'm not saying that they can't be wrong. Excuse me, sir. But- I held a carpet python once, so I think I know a little bit more about it than you do. So it's stuff like that. But- but I guess what I'm saying is, like, you have somebody that's on, you know, that would come on Morelia Pick of the Week, and they just pick up a striped coastal, and they're going to argue with Jason Balin about a tiger. No, that's not a tiger. You're foolish. You know what I mean? It's like, are you hating me? You know? Uh, uh, oh, it's just frustrating. But anyway. Hey, hey um, you are. See, this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when NPR is not on for a week. Eric just gets all this pent-up <laughs> rage. I mean, it's it not, is it's not rage. boiling it's, in his body. <laughs> it's not raging. It gets there fast. I mean, God. It's not raging as far as I'm not mad about anything. I'm just, I'm just trying to get people. Like I think sometimes, yeah, we're in this, okay. we're in this day and age where everything is goddamn instantaneous, and you, you can't, like, you lose the value of, of what. You like working for something, like you know what I mean. Like it has to be instantaneous, and it has to come to my thing right away. And and mm-hmm. and like if I go and I post up a picture, um, you know, it's like okay, I want to post it to my Facebook page, EB Morelia. If you like me mm-hmm. and you want to like my snakes and you want to see what I have going on, then go like my page, right? But in order to get more likes to my page, I have to post on a group. But then I post mm-hmm. on Morelia Pick of the Week, but most of the people that are on Pick of the Week know me, E.B. Morelia, so they probably already like my page. So I'm kind of – I'm preaching to the choir at that point. Right. So then I go and I put it on another Carpet Python uh, Facebook group page. But half of the people that are in that group are in Pick of the Week. So, like, all of a sudden I'm going to post up a picture of, you know, here you go. Here's my Super Carmel Zebra Jag that I just yeah, hatched and out. It's like, and it, and, and it's I on your you know what I mean? It's like enough, enough. I, I mean, yeah, it's a cool snake, Eric, like but Jesus Christ. It's five times in my video. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, like, it's almost like, okay, I post up a picture, and I, and it's like, okay, well, if I'm posting to my Facebook page, and I'm post, posting to this group page, well, why the hell would you go to see my website? What's the point then? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, put all this work into the website, and then, uh, you know, people, <laughs> yeah, full, full <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Careful. You might flip over a tricycle. Uh-huh. So we oh, have to man. be careful. But, oh, man. You know, it's just it's just, it's just, just frustrating because 
I think ultimately what it comes down to again is is that like I'm gonna go and breed an IJ or I'm gonna breed a coastal and I'm gonna have trouble selling it for two hundred bucks mm-hmm. when it really should be sold for three hundred bucks. And people are not gonna give two shits about it and they're gonna wanna pay seventy five dollars because Joe Schmo Flipper over there, uh who just probably has some kind of jag jag uh, you know, offspring, um right. that Maybe it's a, it's a coastal, maybe it's a coastal jungle, maybe it's an IJ. Who knows what the goddamn hell it is, and they're going to put it off as a coastal, and you're going to go buy that because it's $75. You know? Well, you, and, remember, you remember I told you I had that one guy who messaged me on Facebook at 1230 at night, which, by the way, if you guys are going to try to negotiate price with me, don't do it at 1230 at night because then I just don't give a shit. But um, this guy was asking me because apparently he lives nearby me. And he goes, there'll be no shipping. I'm like, congratulations for you. And he goes, well, yeah, I see you have some yearling carb pythons up. I'm like, yeah, here's the ads. Go ahead and take your look. And he goes, well, uh, how about I give you 80 bucks? I'm like, price says 150. Yeah, but man, they don't sell for 80 bucks. You know, I go to the show, Hamburg, and he kept saying, I go to the show, and then he kept like waiting and then saying Hamburg like it was something fantastic, and and <laughs> he kept going and kept pushing. And kept asking me for eighty dollars, and I said no. By the way, I'll be vending at the next Hamburg show. You'll see me there with my one hundred fifty dollars coastals. It's sometimes you have people who are going to try to pressure you into dropping down that price. And you know what? If that's all they want is an animal for eighty dollars, they can go get it somewhere else. Because I'm not. I don't want these people to have ones I produce. So that's just the way it goes. Now, if I'm at a show and somebody who's really wants a carp python, and I can kind of sense that they're really into it, and they are getting it for all the right reasons, and they've explained to me, they show me that they've done their research, they're all passionate about it, and they look at one of my $100 coastals, and they say, can you do 80 I'll probably do 80 for that guy. But it's just the way it goes. Some people are assholes. So yeah. it kind of is on both sides, with seller and buyer. But anyway... Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think that's, I don't really have much else to say about Daytona. I mean, that's kind of, I don't kinda, know, I kind of went, oh, wait. I saw red. You, you, you know what I did see, uh, I'll throw this out there for Zach, is that I did see a lot of blue tongue skinks. There was a lot of blue tongue skinks. And apparently this guy, uh, Ray, who's from Thunder Bay Herps, um, mm-hmm. I got to say that, he had some pretty cool stuff. Now you know that Zach is forever trying to turn us over to this uh, the well, skink work. There you go. Why don't you get Ray on, and then on my vacation you can have Zach as the guest host, and the two you can do that show. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> maybe we will. Maybe we will. We, <laughs> well, hey, I just came over the show. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm done for the year. <laughs> the yeah right. Uh, the the cool the cool thing is is that. And this is so true, is that they yeah. pretty much are the Morelia of the uh <laughs> he's not he's is pretty much the uh the Morelia of the lizard world. I mean, because they come yeah. from the same places that the Morelia, you know, carpet python even as far as scrub pythons, yeah. even as far as uh, you know, um uh you know, you look at, um, I'm thinking of uh, Halmahera. If you look at, uh, you know, Tannenbar's uh, blue tongues are the same as Tannenbar scrubs. And, you know, it's just, yep. I find that very fascinating. 
am I there where I want to keep them yet? I don't know. Maybe probably not. I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things like, do you venture over into that? But I got to tell you, man, looking at some of these animals that this guy had, uh, pretty cool. The, the pretty, pretty cool. The problem you is you're exactly <laughs> like me. You're like, I'll probably never keep anything like that. And then all of a sudden you look around, you're like, holy crap, why do I have 12 of these all of a sudden? I mean, yeah. there was at one point where you were like, white lips are goddamn crazy. You have more white lips than I do. What the <laughs> hell is that? Well, so one of the things that I can say is that this is another mm-hmm. thing. Now, this is a positive rant, a positive fire up, okay? Okay. Um, All right. uh-huh. I was talking earlier about the fact that I have this – I think it's a. it's like a – I think it's probably a disease or a mental problem or something like that. But I have this thing where I'll be focused on something. And when I get into it, I go balls to the walls, man. I'm going 100%, 100%, giving it my all. I'm into it. That's it. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you do something for X amount of time, you know, say it's months or whatever. And you need something to sort of step outside that box. You know, you need yeah. something that sort of takes you back outside that box. So for probably over the summer, I've been into this thing where I felt – I still do feel this way. In order for me to experience um, python breeding and to learn and to continue to keep my um, learning uh, progressing, um, I sort of have to feel that I have to work with different species, which is never a bad yeah. thing. So I've no, kind of been on, I've kind of been on this kick where you know I'm looking for other species to get into you know uh, I'm, I want that well you know like you're talking about like white lips and maclots and angolans and, and and all this stuff but you know what I learned what mm. I did learn is is that you know what freaking carpet pythons are the best man they're the freaking best <laughs> there's nothing better I mean you know I, I sit here and I'm like I'm trying Back to, to the first love. Yeah. It doesn't goddamn eat. This one is like, you know, it's like, it's just so frustrating because it's, I'm so used to car. I have carpet pythons nailed down to a science and it's almost like, uh, you know, being away from something makes the heart grow fonder. You get the passion. Where it was a small dim, you know, little flame blowing in the wind where the wind's like kind of blowing it out. You know, I mean, we're going carpet pythons. Okay. Full on all the time. I mean, we got the podcast, we got the freaking yeah. websites, we got carpet yeah. beds, we got our own collections. I mean, it's carpet python twenty four seven. You need a break, right. and and then yeah. you realize, like, fuck, man, I know why I'm into these snakes because they're freaking cool. They're the best ever. They shed the best. They eat the best. The babies eat right away. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no issues they come in any goddamn color you could probably want um there's tons of potential with all these different subspecies and everything else i mean where is that message going out to people that are wanting to get into it so like when i hear people talk about the market sucks i can't sell this i can't sell that what are you doing to sell your shit man market yourself i was talking to somebody earlier tonight and they were talking about how that, you know, well, I don't know if I should breed this or I should breed that and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you got to put yourself out there. You got to promote the project. You got to promote the animals. Chondro people are geniuses when it comes mm. to one thing as far as marketing. They name their mm. animals. 
they name them. People are so the, all of a sudden you could you could have a pair of chondros that have no name, right? Yep. Who knows yeah. what it is? They're the prettiest snakes yep. in the world. You put them together, who gives a shit? All of a sudden, I call this one Sugar Ray, and I call that one Aqua Blue Man, and then all of a sudden, people are lining up ready to give you $5,000 to say, I want a baby from that. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's going to turn blue. I don't care. I don't know the sex of it. That I is, don't care. That is the biggest <laughs> bullshit ever. I, I, I don't, I don't care. It. I want a baby. <laughs> These are two blue parents. No chance that it might turn blue, but you're saying there's a chance. Well, yeah, well, all right, well, here's $5,000. It's like, <laughs> and then it turns green, and then they still sell the babies for $3,000 because it has blue grandparents. It's, I, you know, damn, of the chondro people is amazing, but it's... Um, well, it, what I'm saying exact, is... You're exactly that they, correct. They give you a lineage, they give you a name, they give you an animal, and it's, oh, my God, this is the most gorgeous animal ever. Thank you. He's not for sale, but his babies are, and now I want it. So that's exactly, you almost kind of humanize it a little bit. You got to give people something to think about. And I've had people who have looked at my animals, and I know, and I have people who know my animals by name. And actually, I just had somebody contact me who bought a pair of babies that I sold to some guy out in Arizona in 2010, and the only thing he could remember was the parents' names, and he got them from Owen McIntyre, and then that was it. That's all I freaking needed. So, there you go. And yeah. I, I was able to give him all the lineage information, and you know what? Those two babies looked like their freaking parents. So, right. it, it stuff like that. So, you know, names are kind of childish, but also have a freaking purpose sometimes. But you're exactly correct. You promote it. I mean, you know, you're putting that. If you if, if you have an exciting project, don't keep it to yourself. And you that's the other thing. What happened? You know, well, imagine if imagine if I had freaking rough scale babies around the time of Carpet Fest. I mean, people would have been leaving with goddamn rough scale babies. I mean, the way Romulus was getting passed around and all the rough scale babies that were bought after the fact. I mean, if right. if, if, you ha- if you have it, show it off. Bring bring an animal to a show and say, hey, no babies now, but come back in a few months. And then bring the animal again with its offspring. You'd be surprised how much that helps. It's right. Also, collect pictures. If you sell babies that are really, really attractive, keep the pictures and post them up on a I sold this board. Or uh, like I got on my Facebook, like a, 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 a sold babies album. Because nobody's really going to see all the really good-looking babies because you sold them. Because a lot of times you sell them and people don't post pictures. They do other things. There's a lot of people who are not wired in as we are. So you want to make yeah. sure you get that. So do and, it. And, and I think, again, if I'm going to say another thing that, that, that the Chondro community does pretty well as a group, and I guess because chondros are very photogenic um is that they, they sit on a stick they sit on a stick and you can like zoom in on their heads take the picture and then put their stick back but they got beautiful colors yeah they, oh that they yeah, got oh, that, that that part yeah they got beautiful colors 
Um, you can get in with macro shots, and it's like mm-hmm. they are easier to photograph than carpets. Yes, uh, that's true. But they're beautiful snakes, and you're able – I mean, even even a somewhat shitty picture of a chondro is still a nice picture. You know what I mean? Because you're taking a picture yeah. of a – of a snake, but it seems to me, and I could be wrong, but it seems to me for the most part that most real, uh, I don't want to say real, but most serious <laughs> chondro breeders or keepers mm. are also pretty good with the camera. Okay. Yeah. So here, here's the other thing. Like you, you're figuring out why you can't sell your snake. Take a good goddamn picture of the animal. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, Here's a cell phone shot can, of it in its crap. In its tub with I, a piece of shit right over here. Yeah. What are I can you speak, doing? <laughs> I can speak from experience. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't take pictures for shit, man. I mean, for yeah. Christ's sake, when I was taking the first picture, um, I'm taking of the first breeding season. I can't figure out why the it's just so cloudy. And Casper's messaging me <laughs> saying, dude, why is, why is your picture so cloudy? Uh, I forgot to take the plastic off the goddamn phone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, we had the duh. first printout. Oh, we had the first printout of the calendar, and you took a picture and you sent it to me, and then you texted me saying, "I forgot to take the goddamn plastic off my phone." Here's another picture. I'm like, oh yeah, that is a lot clearer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it came in the mail. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, but what I did learn by that is, is that you could have the nicest snakes in the world, but if you can't take a picture, then how are you going to show other people? what kind of snakes you got. It's just people are going to be like, I think he has cool snakes. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's like you're, it's you're, sort you're of exactly cool. But... I mean, the best way to sell a snake is to show it off. And unless yeah. you can get everybody who's interested in your snakes to go to that one or two shows where you're going to bring that snake, it's never going to sell. So now I need to give you an accurate representation of that animal. And the best way to do that is – don't spend the $500 on another snake. Get a camera. Get a light tent. Get a Zach Baez to teach you how to do it. And then take your pictures. <laughs> yeah. All the cost is some pizza and beer. But no, exactly. seriously, like, it's like at one point, I remember Nick used to tell me that all the time. He's like, dude, you know, I know you have nice snakes because a lot of them I've seen in person. But your your photography yeah. skills suck. You need to do better at it. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm glad that you were honest with me and somebody's really telling me how it is and not yeah. just saying, yeah, hit the like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, hot snake. Yeah, bullshit. You're sitting there at home going, looking at your phone going, man, that's the fucking ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, the lighting's all wrong. This is all wrong or whatever the case may be. But, like, oh. people say they can't <laughs> sell a snake, but they're not putting any of the work of marketing yourself or marketing the project into it. And don't just breed snakes to breed them. Like if you're putting, if you're doing a project, this is one of the things that I used to like about what Luke Snell did. And I think this is why he used to sell snakes like crazy. Because he would take an animal, he would put a pairing together, he maybe did it once, maybe twice, and that was it. So if you didn't get animals that year, you know, then you're shit out of luck. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because he's not doing that again. you, You had to add yourself to a list. And then if the yeah. list got long enough, Luke would be like, all right, and he'd breed them again. But if the list never got really long, he didn't give two shits, and he never bred them again. So I you, know mean, what I'm doing? you know what I'm doing what? that with? And people will say I'm crazy. Okay? Sure. My albino citrus tiger project. Okay, I just put a specific 
two snakes why, together. Why, why would you? Why would you Hold do on. that to me? I put That's two snakes fair. together. I put two snakes together. I got really nice results. Okay, uh-huh. and yeah. they're all mine. That I made them for Aww. me. I'm gonna keep them, and I'm gonna breed them, and I'm gonna be a year ahead in making albino citrus Are tiger. You? You know, okay, yeah. albino yeah. tiger, whatever you call it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm going to put them together again. Hopefully I get a clutch. Hopefully they'll be as nice as they were. I'm sure. I don't see why they wouldn't. Nice striping, nice contrast. Uh, I'm going to sell some, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Not going to put the pairing right. again. All so, right. like, you want right. in on that particular pairing with those particular results, that's it. You know, like, yeah. Zach is a perfect example with his coastals, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's got the coastal, this lineage, that lineage, beautiful babies, right? Puts mm-hmm. them together. If I were him, I wouldn't put them together ever again. Because now yeah. he's made those animals more valuable. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. I just, and I know that sounds silly to some people. They're just like, I'm just going to keep breeding them every year, every year. It kind of takes away something from the selective breeding of it, I guess. I mean, if you're, I guess, I guess if you're looking at it from the aspect of, you know, I'm I'm, I'm producing ring pythons <laughs> and I'm just going to make more ring pythons. You that know what makes I mean? sense, like, though, because there's no, I mean, like, but here's the thing is that with, when it comes to carp pythons, or especially with my, in my experience, you progress the project or you don't do it. I mean, there, there's no point. Like, I will do, I will do a pairing, and I'll possibly do that pairing again the following year if the babies sell at, at a good rate. But after that, it's done because now the male has moved on to another project that I need him for, and the female has moved on to another project that I need her for. So I don't need to do that again. Plus, now my holdbacks are getting older, so I don't need to repeat that pairing again. So, right. like I said, the project moves forward. Like right now, I have Echo, and I have his father. Talon. Talon has now sat for two years. No breeding. He's just here because why do I need him to breed? Because Echo is breeding like crazy. And Echo is better looking than his father. So, yes, I could use him and I could make eight clutches of red jag. But why the hell would I do that? Because then I'm going to be stuck with 80 red jags that everybody else is going to have. So there's no point in that. And it's it's knowing your limit and what to do with it. And now I understand, like I said, if my Max breed and all the baby Mac lots sell, I'll do that again because baby Macs are awesome and people are going to want just plain old Max. But if, if say if there was a project or a way to improve on the Mac lot, if I'm not moving forward with the project, what, the, what am I doing with it? I'm just dumping more babies out there. So, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I guess when you look at Maclots pythons, I I know, but when you look at something like Maclots pythons, how many people in the U.S. are really breeding something like that? So you really don't have to promote that in a way that makes you stand out from other people because not a whole lot of people are doing it. So if you want a Mm Maclots python, there's probably a – enough people I can count on my hand that are producing them. And they're we're right. going to produce, what, 12, 15, 20, you know, if yeah. that. I, and, I mean, I, 
And who knows how the hell the sex ratios are going to drop. I mean, for all I know, those four people who are breeding them, they could all four be male heavy this year. That's happened before with stuff like that. Sure. So, so like, okay, so if you want to mac lots pythons, these are the guy to go to. And if you don't have it, that's a different kind of project to promote. Um, scrub pythons are another one like that. I mean, you know, if you want a captive born and bred scrub python, they're hard to come by. Um, and not to mention the fact that if, you know, somebody has something like that, there probably maybe one or two people probably in the world that would produce something like that. And you don't really have to do anything other than to say, Hey guys, look, this is Malukan scrub pythons that I produced. I had the clutch. This is, you know, you walk people through, you know, people are going to be anticipating that. You know, oh, my God, it's day 52. Are they hatched? No. They got to go to day 72. Oh, my God, 20 more days? Uh, okay, it's day 72. Did they hatch? No. You know, oh, it's day 78. Did they hatch? No, they didn't hatch yet. You know, you're, like, constantly looking for that update on that clutch because nobody else has it. So I guess my advice would be what, as a breeder, are you doing to differentiate yourself from the rest of the people that are breeding this possibly the same thing as you, you know what I mean? They're the things that you have to look about as a look I mean, at as a breeder to sort of to sort of like what's going to make me special, you know? What's going to make and me? And I mean, even there's even with the normal things like maclots, you can have ugly maclots pythons, so there is wiggle room for shit like this. I mean, so and you're right, you gotta. You set yourself aside by being picky, by moving forward, by doing this, doing that, by knowing what you're doing and getting the better stuff. You know, I can be trying to breed this shit with all wild-caught this, and you could be the guy who spends the money on the captive-born and bred babies when they appear. You'll probably have more success and have healthier animals than I will if we ever do both produce at the same time. So, right. It's a lot of shit. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, I don't know. I hear, um, you know, I heard, I, I, it was actually pretty good. I heard the, I think his name, I know he goes by, uh, MA balls or something like that. And basically he has this little, uh, vlog that he does where he's yeah. just talking about different things and different rants. And one of the things that he was talking about was marketing and, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, you know, one of the things that stood out to me that he was saying is like, you know, when you put on your your ad, you know, uh, the price or best offer, like you're already I opening up, you're opening up, like if you put on there fifteen hundred dollars or best offer, then get pissed off when somebody says, yeah, I'll give you a thousand bucks for it. Well, what if they only have a thousand bucks? That's the best offer they could give. Now you're going to get pissed off that they ask for a thousand. You know what I mean? It's just like. I don't know. Well, it, it doesn't make sense. Like by throwing up or best offer, it's almost like you're opening it up to uh, uh, I will. I don't expect to get thirteen for it. It's almost like you're saying that. Like you're automatically yeah, like, admitting the these aren't that, worth what I'm putting. I'm just hoping exactly, that I get it. Exactly. I'm hoping some idiot comes around and gives me thirteen. My price is thirteen. Now, if I want to negotiate behind closed doors, I'm free to negotiate behind closed doors because I can always say no, dude. That's no thanks. Done. And then they go. It's it, it I, putting or best offer is always like shooting yourself in the foot, it, and I and I hate that. I, I I will not do that on anything. None of my ads, 
none of my – I've seen them printed on freaking labels on table displays. So – and it's just one of those things. Um, I saw someone who had a, a slideshow on a little screen, and it says, let's make a deal. It's like flashing. Again, this isn't a used car lot. I mean, we can. <laughs> if you want to work on price, you can work on price. That's totally fine. That's your prerogative. And I've worked on price, but the other thing. Yeah, is but people, what about yeah. what about just? I mean, in that in that vlog, he brought up a good point. What about just putting it as okay? So you know, if you're a new customer, you get five percent off. If you're a returning customer and you've done a lot of business with me, maybe I'm gonna give you fifteen percent off of this price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. you're 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 marketing in a way that you're saying this animal is not worth less. However, because I want to you're, do business uh, with you dude, you're, you're worth not get a, you're not get a discount from me if you're a first time customer. That is that is that happens. Unless right. you are a very dear friend of mine. There is no first-time customer, and I hate that. People email me, and they're like, what can you do for me? I'm like, well, who the fuck are you? So it's one of those things where you got to and – I, and I will blatantly tell this to people. If you're a returning customer, that's when you start getting deals. Now, I will offer deals for people who will buy multiples. Like if you want to buy a trio, yeah, I'm going to cut the price down a little bit for you. Correct. Because you bought three snakes. But right. if you're trying to get me – to bust down, cut out half of what I have a snake listed for, and you're a first-time buyer, it's not going to work well for you, and I'm going to keep the snake. So, and that's something I learned kind of the hard way when I first started, is that I, I'm, 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 I'm the seller. I have all the power. I have the thing you want. If you don't want to do it my way, you walk away, and I still have the snake. There's no reason for me to bend over backwards trying to get pennies from you. It's right. This is where it is. If you want it, this is what it's at. If you don't want to pay that, you don't get the snake. Right. That's where we're at. That's fine. That's totally my decision. And you know what? That's actually helped me out because remember I had I, I had such a crappy year this year with the move. I am mm-hmm. so glad I have all the babies I have from last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's because you're not gonna you're not gonna settle for. For anything less yeah. than than what yeah, it is, no, you know, you're like it, it, I, that's that's kind of the same way I am with mine, you know, my yeah. stuff. It's like I I don't do a whole lot of uh, you know pushing my animals because quite honestly I'm holding them back for me to see how they progress, uh, and I'm gonna right. hold back the best and then I'm gonna sell the rest. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> that's, well, the issue, and I and I do the same thing. I kind of I'm not really pushy about selling them because the problem is I do so many shows that I've gotten to yeah. my point a few times where I sell so many of them that I'm like that asshole who has a table who has like two levels from a whole tier set on it, and that's it. And I hate that. I hate not having a full table. So I would right. much rather have my prices, set my prices, sell slow, and then produce the babies this year. Uh, this year coming. And, you know, like I have, I have a 2013 still kicking around here, a boy. Which if he's still here in breeding season, I'm gonna put him to work. But it's one of those things. Where, like I still got him, but he, I put him up here for a fair price, and he just hasn't moved. So eventually he'll go. I'm not too concerned, but I'm glad I have him to fill up a slot right now. So right, yep. One of hmm. those things, but you can totally do this. Like, you can totally be successful with this. You just have to do it 
properly, you know, and don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't sell your animals short. If your animals are from a certain bloodline and you can prove it and you have all the lineage, say it. It's, it you, you bought into this bloodline for a reason. That, you know, talk up your animals. Take good pictures. Have a nice logo. Look presentable. Don't smell at shows. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all uh, 101 stuff. Don't, but, you know, don't offer to sell people's animals if you don't know what the hell they are. Because the last thing anybody wants to hear is, I don't know, I'm just selling it for a friend. So, yeah, all that other bullshit. God damn it. Yeah. I heard, I listened to, um, uh, there was a, you know, you as I said in the intro to the show, um, yeah. we talked about podcasts and how, you know, you're always looking, I'm, well, I'm always looking to listen to something and listen to somebody and listen, especially when it's something that I really want to listen to. And there's quite a number of reptile podcasts out there. And, um, the one, you know, I, I'm pretty much subscribed to all of them except for two. Um, but uh, I, I, I was very excited to find out that our good friend Buddy Buscemi was on um, uh, Gecko Nation Radio, which, mm-hmm. you know, I guess they're step out of the side of the box every once in a while. Yes, because last time I checked, <laughs> Buddy wasn't into geckos, but I don't know. No. But so, they did. They yeah. talk chondros. Um, they talk. Nice. It's actually a really good episode if you want to listen to it. Um, they they asked them some different questions than we asked when Buddy was on. So it's like I learned some mm-hmm. new stuff about Buddy stuff I didn't know. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> he talked about um, one of the questions. Apparently, the uh, the the one host asked us, and I butchered it somehow. I don't know. I don't remember the show, but. I mean, when Buddy was on, that was a long time ago. But anyway, really? uh, they were asking yeah. about having animals at Petco, uh, selling chondros at Petco, which made me think about oh, Lord. <laughs> what about selling carpet pythons at Petco? Um, I have some thoughts on that, but I'm curious to see what your thoughts on is. Uh, would you look at carpet pythons being at a at a big chain store as a good thing? Or as a bad I, thing? I've seen them at Petco's before. And I have some friends who actually work at Petco. but um, mm-hmm. And I know that they are on their list of animals that they can get. Uh, right. The only problem is that they get them. And a lot of the people who buy at Petco's don't want the little nippy baby python. So it's much easier for them just to get a baby morph ball python, which those have appeared a lot on uh the uh on their list and they've appeared a lot more at Petco's and various other things. But I have seen a jungle carpet at a Petco in Willow Grove once. Um mm-hmm. my friend who works there sent me a picture of the baby carpet when it arrived. So um and I do believe it's sold. I just don't know who the hell bought it. But it's one of those things where if I saw it at a store you know, I've seen them at mom-and-pop pet stores all the time. It, it wouldn't really kind of phase me because it, 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 the carpet pythons, in my opinion, and they'll always be in my opinion, that they are not a beginner python. Um, they're, they're not really where you start, or even a beginner sta- snake. You start somewhere else, build your confidence, and then you kind of move into carpet python. I know there's some people who kind of, jump into it and get them as their first python. And that's not really what I would recommend. Um, my cousin Shane 
just started getting into snakes and uh actually had him buy he bought a ball python at uh Hamburg for uh as a first snake. And it was one of those like and it was one of those keep that alive and uh then I'll start bringing you into the bigger stuff. So Well here's yeah. here's 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 the thing where again where this experience of key, I kept ball pythons before, but never yeah. with the knowledge of what I have now. So to me, I look at it as a whole different, uh, a new thing, um, a new way of looking at it with the knowledge that I've learned over the years is that I kind of look at it as carpets are a little more bulletproof, I guess you would say. Um, they're a I little more, uh, they're, they're, they're and, Yes, they may be a little bit nippier, but I got to tell you, I got yep. I got bit I got bit more by my ball pythons, right? Which that's, I have because they saw you as a food source. I mean, <laughs> listen, you. Some parts. Uh, <laughs> I have I think seven ball pythons, maybe maybe that's too much, maybe six. I don't know, something like that. But I've been bit yeah. more by them than I've been bit yeah. by my carpet pythons, whether it's babies or or uh, yearlings. Or yeah, my adults, or even, forget it. I don't even yeah, get yeah. it by my adults. They're pretty but chill once you get to that, a certain age. But my question is, is that, I mean, my point yeah. would be is that I've found in my experience that, you know, you know, chondros, yeah, they may be a little more sensitive, I guess. Yeah. In my experience with chondros, they're probably the easiest snakes that I have. They um, are. They, <laughs> the paper, you put the water down. It's freaking yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I don't I don't it, put any heat on them. They exactly. they're in a small cage. It's, it's, it's pretty it's simple. More of a, more of a, honest God, it's more of a confidence booster. Yeah. So it's like yes, you're completely correct. This is easier, and this is easier, and this is easier. But ball python, the one that he picked out anyway, is so dim-witted and just please don't hurt me, and I'll eat whenever I want, and I'm gonna hide under my water dish, and I don't mind if you pick me up. It's totally cool that he's gaining more and more confidence with this animal. And that's totally fine. And it's one of those, like I go to, so like king snakes, which are filthy corn snakes, which are filthy and ball pythons, which are dim. And they're great to get the confidence boost to get you to what you really want, which might be like, I mean, he's been looking at my cousin saw his, saw my olive pythons for the first time. And he's been in love with them ever since he saw them. So now you're not going to start on olive pythons. I refuse to let no. you start on olive pythons. So do the ball python. Well, but, we'll work through it, and then I can get you some olives later. So that's the whole point of that stuff, in right, my I opinion. Get that. But yeah. I think the thing I was thinking, and this is just a thought, yeah. and I, I didn't think this out 100%, so if this is crazy, it's just an idea. Um, but what about the idea of pet? carpet python like pet quality told, carpet python I've and what i mean by that. that is is that you either have animals that are crosses of some sort uh-huh. or you have animals that maybe are not they don't make the grade so to speak rather yes. than what i say is uh would be black cat python food um yes. or king snake or cobra food um you know maybe if breeders sold to a Petco that could just say that this is a generic carpet pipe. Like I heard, I can't remember who it was, but he was on a podcast and they were talking about dumbing down 
ball pythons to it's either a normal or it's a fancy. <laughs> you know that's, what I mean? That's, it's like there's they do that so many morphs. It's normal yeah. and then it's fancy. And in the fancy tank, they have like a snow, a uh, freaking <laughs> uh, blizzard, an OGT, right. and a reverse. <laughs> and they're all in there. And it's like, what the hell? So and they're twenty bucks more expensive than the normal corn snake. Correct. So, it, it, and so you like, can do that. Do you perm- do I you guess. get people? Do you get people into carpet pythons by making a move like that, or is it ultimately a bad move? I have pros and cons on both sides of it. Like I don't know so do I. if 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 with the nippiness, you know, because baby carpets are nippy. You know, uh, I guess, but I, I think pythons in general, at least the ones that we deal with, baby are pythons in general are nippy. nippy. That's just, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's how it goes. Baby yeah. pythons bite everything. So if and you that's, don't want to get bit, if you don't want to get bit, get a rock. then you probably so, might not want to work with pythons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just so, that simple. But um, I would say that whenever I have sold a pet carpet python, it uh-huh. is not when they're babies. It is when they are a year old. Is when Correct. they're bigger. They they like being they they like you can hold them without them losing their fucking minds. Um, they've got their color. That's when people buy them as pets, in my opinion. The only one that I've never that I've ever not sold before it had turned a year old. It was uh, I had a jag. It was my first breeding as a jag, and it actually had a um, overbite because her lower jaw didn't really go all the way. So she had a little bit of an overbite, and she looked rather funky. So, and of course, she was the first one to freaking eat. She was the first one to get big. She shed perfectly. And I couldn't bring it myself to kill this thing. So I, I couldn't. Brought her to a Hamburg show. I had her listed a little bit lower than my Jags that I had that were, you know, clean and perfect, A grade or whatever you want to call it. And some dude who, some kid who had a carpet python, it died. He came up. He's holding this thing. And he wants to buy it. I sold it to him at like a hundred bucks off the price because he took it and ran. And he was so freaking happy. And that's where I get to love that stuff because it's like the the older ones definitely work as pets. But every once in a while, like just because it's a little wonky or it's a degrade, you could possibly get that thing off as a pet. I most of my friends who are not real snake people who are interested in maybe getting a pet snake have mm-hmm. my, you know, weird ones. Like I had one Jag that was born and his eye, his one eye was smaller and was completely black and he was blind and somebody bought him and he's eating, he's fine, he perches, they have this whole cool setup for him. Uh, my other friends had a bunch of my Cali Kings that they have as pets and the naturalistic kind of setup with trees. I've never seen a, you've never seen a Cal King perch, but it's hilarious. Um and they got that. So definitely you can do the whole pet thing. It's just, uh, again, once they hit a year old is usually when that stuff happens. So, you know, little babies tend to nip and nobody wants to try to buy a baby that the first time they hold it, it bites them. So Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess, I don't know. I was just thinking of a way that, you know, because if you think about it this way, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think about like, I remember when I was just getting into Morelia Python Forum, and I remember mm-hmm. going over there, and at the time, I had a, I don't know what it is, bought at a pet shop, carpet python. It was sold to me as a jungle carpet python, and it was not a jungle carpet python. 
it, it just mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, it just was some kind of cross, um, something like that. And, you know, but it got me into where I'm at. You know what I mean? That's the thing. That was the, the, the gateway drug, so to speak. You know what I mean? That was the snake that I know it passed away last year, but I would still have it in my collection because I think I bought that snake in 2000. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in 2000, that snake I owned, and it stayed yeah. with me for 14 years. Um, yeah. Never bred it. Never had any intentions of breeding it. Just was a pet carpet python that I had. Um, it taught me about how to keep carpet pythons. It, you mm-hmm. know, it was pretty neat. It was cool. So, I, I, are we missing the mark, so to speak? Are we missing an audience um, when it comes to not selling these quote unquote pet carpet pythons? Like, you never go to cool. a show. You haven't seen it on our table or any other table that I can think of. When it comes to Morelia, it's like, okay, well, this is a cross, right? But this is Pet carpet python, seventy five. Why, why do you? Pet why do you think python. I never like? That's the reason I never sell my normals, my normal coastals, like even my ugly ones. Like I mean, like this this guy looks, you know, mostly kind of blacky brown. I, he just he's not ideal. He's a normal male. I'll sell him for a hundred bucks because I I think he'd make a great pet or somebody's first jump into carpet pythons. And what people don't realize is those ugly carpet pythons, when they hit a year old, they shed, they start getting nice and tan, they look kind of cool, they get brighter, and they are appealing as pets. They really are. And yeah, but setting them up, and of course I'll explain to people how I have, you know, the tank in my living room that I'm going to set up for this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, it's almost like you're not really missing the mark, but you kind of are, because it's like I bet you if what we would consider an ugly jungle could sell as a pet jungle easily to somebody yeah, who's it, just getting into it. Absolutely, so because it, I got to tell you, the, yeah. the jungle thing that I bought, I thought was the prettiest jungle there was. You know, I mean, when I'm, yeah, exactly. when I'm comparing it to when I'm comparing it to a Burmese python, yeah, that looks pretty freaking sweet. You know, um, and then yeah. all of a sudden I go to Morelia Python Forum and I'm like, oh wait a minute, this is whoa, am, what's I that? Grossed, what? Yeah. I'm, AC reptiles? It, Wait a minute! It, it, what, yeah, what the hell is was, that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was um, my my second snake ever, second carpet python ever. I got a normal coastal male, and then I got an M pen female coastal, and that was my second ever, and right. lost my freaking mind with this animal. Like I absolutely thought it was the prettiest coastal ever. She was yellowy, kind of, you know, that nice kind of creamy what you get with an M-Pen. And I was mm-hmm. losing my freaking mind. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned her to every single carpet person I ever saw. I was that annoying guy who always right. talks about his. <laughs> and you want you want to smack him across the table and tell him, it, you know, shut the fuck up. But, and it was, that was the, it, that's the gateway. You, I got what? her. Just to bring where it led male, so I produce the thing. Oh yeah, it led me. That led me straight to a jag, and then that that opened the floodgates. And that was, you know, I went from having three carpet pythons in my dorm room to fifteen when I graduated. So and now you're a host on a podcast about carpet pythons. You know Good what I mean? Lord. So it's 
and and you have yeah. a, a big collection, and you have quality yeah. animals, and yeah. you know you're vending at shows where Robbie. I mean you're just yeah exactly one of the rarest pythons in the world sits in your reptile here right yeah. now yeah can't get rid of that one so <laughs> so so I guess what I'm saying is is that you know. This is another thing, again, I'm turning back to the Facebook thing again, but, you know, one of the things that I often find that people say Facebook is good for is is promoting yourself, and it is, but you're promoting to the people that already know about you. You need to promote to people that don't know about you. So it's like you go to that now, I got another 15 groups that I got to freaking join in order to find that right group. You go and you join a, a basic reptile group, and then you see a blue right. tongue skink with a freaking hat on, and you see a bearded dragon with a goddamn—it's in a baby carriage. And you so know you're like, you're, you're like, oh my god, I can't deal with this. I'm not so going to post my is, carbon python you, picture you, here. You put hat on the carbon pythons? Is that it? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. If the, if the, what if I'm the saying carbon is, pythons were hats, would they be more appealing? <laughs> Somebody make me a freaking hat. <laughs> A top hat and a little, uh, a little, uh, (laughs) a little monocle. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Oh, I'm putting a, I'm putting a top hat Uh, on a roughie. Oh, get over here, Romulus. Yeah. So my thing, my thing is, is that if you want to go and promote carpet python, if you, okay. So I guess my thing has always been, if you want to sell more carpet pythons, you have to Bread. You got to get more people that are into it. You got to widen the net, so to speak. You got to get more people excited about wanting to get a carpet python. And by doing that, you have to put them in front of people that don't know anything about them. You have to go to somebody that says, "Well, I've always thought about you know getting a jungle carpet, but I heard that they're that they bite all the time, and I heard that they have to have high humidity, and I heard that you know all these things that are not true. I heard they only eat mice." I heard, you know, and it's like, no, I heard that they get, uh, somebody was asking the other day over on the, the Bush League is like, they wanted to get into coastals, but they've always heard that they're 12 feet long. I said, well, they are. I don't Monsters. have any, <laughs> I don't have any never coastals had. that are even over seven feet long. You know I've I mean? never so, had, I've never had a coastal over nine feet. Nine feet. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one was big. <laughs> leave her, leave her out of she, it. <laughs> she, she was she was a biggie, you know. Yes, but you know, and I'm sure maybe maybe when I get the Brids Brisbanes to be adults, um, you know, maybe uh, they'll be a bigger, um, you know, bigger uh, coastal carpet python. You know, that's that's very possible because they're southern, but. Um, the average coastal carpet python is probably going to max out at five, six feet, maybe. You know what I mean? They, uh, that would be my guess, especially in today's world. I don't think many people are keeping them in the, uh, say, you know, 10-foot range. I mean, I'm sure that there are examples that are that big. You know, I'm sure that there are people that maybe feed them up like, uh, you know, crazy in order to get, uh, you know, animals that size but your average 
coastal carpet is not going to be that big. So that's one thing that people are turned away, turned off from from carpet pythons right. about. Because, right. You know, when you're used to having a ball python that maybe is, a, you know, is what, five feet long as an adult and could be in a 41-quart tub, um, you know, you want something that you don't want this monster snake, you know what I mean? So um, that's a, that's a myth. So you want to get out in front of people and tell them, tell them that and how do you get i'm sorry man i can't deal with some of these facebook people it's just like are you kidding me like <laughs> are you serious right now is this serious well, you know and, the, other, the other thing that kind of kills me is that the magazines and the books that were written years ago like weren't you at the academy of natural science and they were like diet this diamond python can get to like 12 feet long and it was like a coastal yes. or something stupid in there it's like Sometimes the misinformation is not where it should be. It's all over the freaking place. So that happens too, and that might shy away somebody because you you expect that shit to be true. So yeah, but you're right. You yeah. kind of got to dispel the rumors and talk to people. So. And it's hard to do it. It's hard to get more people into it when you're preaching to the choir, so to speak. When you're talking yep. to people that already know this stuff. When you're, you know. Yeah. So I guess. Again, wrapping it back to the Daytona thing, is it worth going to Daytona? I don't know. I mean, part of it is that it would be, and as far as yeah. you're down there representing the species that you're working with, and you're one of the people that, you know, are, uh, you know, a spokesman for the for the species that you work with. Yeah, now you're talking it about worth it. worth it. Is it worth it to go for sales? Maybe, maybe not. Is it worth it to go to promote the species? Species? Absolutely. That's why I was so shocked that there was no conjure breeder or anything at that the Tilly show I went to in uh, was it March. Because it's like at least uh, even even if the even if the money isn't flowing and even even if sales aren't happening, you're still out there making connections and you're still out there getting stuff going. Like I, there have been Hamburg shows where I come home with not a single sale. That happens, but right. I'm still out there talking. But I can tell you that. There have been more Hamburg shows where I go and I don't make a sale, but then a few weeks later, the guy who I talked to at the show contacts me and ends up buying two carpet pythons. And right. it's almost like the, why'd I even go? You go in there to go try to make some sales. You also went there to make connections and promote the species. So right. sometimes one works out more than the other, you know, and in just the way it goes. That's why I'm going to send you to all the shows, and you just sit there and you promote, <laughs> promote the hell promote, out of me. Damn it. Promote the species. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I mean, that's why I'm committed to doing something like Tinley Park. Um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they say that Daytona's moving somewhere else. I, I don't know. Really? I don't know. They They weren't. I don't know if they were as strict with their laws this year, but, you know, I would like to go somewhere else other than those two shows, even if it was, you know, doing a show once a quarter. Um, I know going to Hamburg, you know, going to Hamburg is one thing, um, but it's kind of like, you know from experience that if you don't have your table from show to show to show, you lose the table. You lose the table. Right. So you're yeah. if you want to do something like Hamburg, you pretty much have to be committed all year long. You do. You know, and that's not a commitment that I would want to make. 
where I want to have well, more flexibility, where I could go say, okay, well, I know I could go to, um, you know, Tinley, and I know I could mm-hmm. go to the March Tinley. Um, mm-hmm. you know, where would be another show to where I could go, maybe in a different area to where I could promote, you know, Carpet Python? Because uh, Arlington would be one that would kind of pop in my head. Um and that's it so far. <laughs> um, <it would> be, <laughs> the only one yeah. I can think of that would be kind of um, Arlington, and then of course they. Uh, I'm trying to think of shows that I know that either not many Morelia people go to, or at least not Morelia people like us. Because I mean, like I could say Repticon in Maryland, because that's twice a year maybe. But Balin and Howard go to Repticon, so, you know, they're down there promoting the species enough and doing all that stuff. Uh, White Plains, you have Jay, you have Jason, you have Mike Curtin, you have Howard. So you got, like, four or five guys up there. Um, Hamburg, you got me. You got Eric Kohler. You got Jason Balin. You got Howard Redding. We have you every once in a while. So it's it's one of those things of, like, you kind of kind of, like, I wouldn't even recommend even going to the ones over near Seattle because, you know, Nick's there. And try to find me a guy who's going to promote the species better than him. So, <laughs> exactly. So there's, right. there, But there are other ones out there. I mean, you know, Tinley Park, and the problem is, and I hate you for bringing me to Tinley, because now every show I go to, I'm like, it's not Tinley. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> It's ruined. <laughs> this, this isn't as good as Tinley. You know, right. if this were Tinley, I'd be drunk by now. So it now, is one of those things. Where... Imagine Tinley being your first reptile show that you ever oh, been to. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you can understand I'd be my for, Oh, God. Yes. God, I wouldn't know. That's why you're such a snob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did I, I guess. Did I, I tell you what? Uh, the last show where I, you sent me with a bunch of your stuff, <laughs> Balin's like, where's Eric? I'm like, he's not here. He just sent me with a few things. That hypocrite. Oh, my God. <laughs> because, oh, oh, we're going to, we're going to spit down at the smaller shows, but we're not going to come do the <laughs> footwork. <laughs> yeah. So, failing uh, that jabbing at kind of funny. So. That's all. I love it. Uh, yeah. Man, There's we have about, I don't know, we have about four or five more topics that we didn't even hit on. So Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe we that, maybe that would do a well, third one. Well, yeah, we'll see. I would say we said we were maybe going to do a third one this week, and we'll see about that because we have Dave D on tomorrow, and Correct. God help Blog Talk if it doesn't work this time. I mean, just God help them. So, because yeah. uh, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that tomorrow, and then maybe we can try to do one later on in the week, uh, towards the end of the week. Uh, White Plains is Sunday. Or Saturday? Yeah, yeah wife, I, I have to. I have to go. I have to. I have to go drop off a snake. Um, oh, really? You're going? Yeah, I gotta. I, I gotta go drop off a super caramel jag. So, there are very few things that will get Owen to deliver a snake. That's one of them. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's cool. So, also, I need food. So, I should probably go and feed these monsters. So. Yeah, that was one of the things that, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about is our breeding season. I mean, 
I don't want to. I don't want to. We'll, no, we'll leave it, that topic for the that, the other show. But I mean, we're really like a couple months away. Tomorrow is I mean, September. Tomorrow is September. September. Not a couple months away. We are a month away from cool down. Yeah. It's like shit. Where the hell did time go? Yeah. <sighs> Can't believe it. It's crazy. Uh, uh, and we'll be, you know. It's October time, it's Tinley time, and then, you know, it's cooled down and ready for the season. Oh, Jesus. I know how you, I love how you're like, yeah, man, it kind of snuck up on us. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, that's a lie. You've known what you're going to do this year for four <laughs> years ago. All right? I'm the one who to sit down tomorrow at his desk and go, who the hell's breeding this year? What yeah. the hell am I doing? And then I usually get surprised and be like, oh, shit, I am doing that this year. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's a topic that we have to hit on because I think yeah. uh, between the two of us, we have some pretty cool things that uh, will be coming up. You know, one of the other things, and I, I don't know, we're gonna, uh, I guess, yeah, again, this will be something that maybe is on a show this week. But, right. you know, when I listen to these, you know, you say what you will about the scaleless ball python thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I only bring this I up love, because of Daytona. I love that thing. Oh <laughs> but Jesus Christ, the drama that's involved in this thing that's is just why insane. I love it. That's it's just so freaking straight. Like it's, it's crazy. You, you, you let me listen to that one podcast where they discussed it, and I felt uh, I felt awkward for the people who were in, so enraged. Like it was one of those, you know, when you're watching a really awkward like scene in the TV show. And you yeah. yourself feel uncomfortable. I felt yeah. uncomfortable for these people because yeah. they are so pissed off over this stuff. And a lot of it stems from pricing and unsure genetics. And there's just a lot of upset people about this. And yeah. uh, it's freaking scary is what it is. So. And it seems, yeah, it seems to me like there's just this, you know, you look on Facebook and it's almost like, I, you know, a couple of the people that I just had to unfriend because I just didn't want to see it anymore because it was yeah. almost like if I, if I see it just 5%, I'm involved mm-hmm. in the drama. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't, I wanna, I don't even want to be involved in this crap. It, yeah. But oh, at the same time, been, it raises it raises questions. Yeah. About about you know managing projects and managing yeah. uh, things, and and the one reason that I'm often you know compelled to sort of get follow these type of conversations is because you know I think of poison ivy, and I think of you know what what would you do? What well, what would I do if I went and sold these babies that I have and said, okay, well, you know, we don't know where it's going to go, but let's hope that it's recessive. And then, um, you know, you go and you, you, you sell these babies and then it's not what it is. It's not what you said it to be or something happens or, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you really have to, I guess you have to think of these things when you have these new projects and I obviously do. it doesn't affect it doesn't affect us as much as say you know uh you know ball pythons so to speak but 
because we don't have but, many morphs. But well, think of the the craziness with those crazy carpets that have popped out this season. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every two weeks somebody posts up a pic of like a chimera or something that looks like a pied, and it's like you, the argument you goes. If, <laughs> can you imagine if somebody spent a shit ton of money on a chimera or a pied or uh, a paradox, and then bred them together and nothing came out of it, or you couldn't repeat that animal? Yeah. You imagine, well, like, and we're, we're talking ridiculous money, like $20,000 for stuff like that. Ball pythons have gone for that much. Now imagine you spend $20,000 for an animal, you breed it, and all you get is normal-looking stuff. Well, they're talking with these scaleless things. I think the price was $50,000. So you're talking about ever, I that dear lord. Um have you ever have they or have they ever produced more scaleless other than the first one? Well, apparently there was two that were produced and Dang. they brought the male to Daytona which I didn't see, Dang. but I did see I did see a video of it, and that thing looked uh-huh. screwed up. Man, you think Jags are jagtarded? This thing looked jacked up, man. <laughs> it made well, me like. You remember what was it? The Tinley they auctioned off its framed shed, which you know looked like a piece of saran wrap, but <laughs> it it actually looked like other things. But we're not going to talk about it. Um, it's <laughs> one of those. I think I told you what it looked like. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's one of those things where, again, $50,000. If if you're willing to let a customer drop that money on this animal, you better be damn sure you know what it is or represent it. Because if it goes wrong... You know, that when I was first selling the caramels, my biggest fear was selling somebody uh, uh, an animal that didn't turn out to be a caramel. So I sold probably more caramels as normals for a ridiculously cheap price. Right. Because I'm telling you, if somebody bought a normal from me and bred it and got caramel babies, they're going to come back to me. They're not going to be pissed off. No, they're going to be like, oh, my God. I I have a customer for life now, but it's like, I, I wouldn't know what to do if somebody spent that much money on an animal and then it turned out to not be what I was representing. And it's now, almost like, and this is something Nick warned me about. He said, if they come back to you, you're going to have to either reimburse them or try to make it right. And if that's your top dollar animal, it's going to be hard for you to make it right. It, and it would be. I'm not trying no. to insinuate one way or the other on whether or not the... No, no, no. I could care less about the, that project, and I, you know, honestly, to me, if there was a scaleless carpet python, as much as that, I'm into morphs and carpet python. Yeah, that's that's not my that's not my thing, man. I'm that it's kind of it's kind of defeating the whole purpose of a snake. But if that's your gig, man, you know, go with it. So I'm not trying to. I don't think you are either. Owen. we're just no. We're talking was hypothetically. That? If yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. No, hypothetically, we're, if there was a project, you know. It, right, and it's we're talking hypothetical, and of course, w- with all the you know being outsiders and looking in, we have no idea how the hell the genetics work because we haven't really taken a look at it. We have no idea what's really kind of going on. We're just kind of looking at it for face value, but by looking at it, it kind of brings up points that we've not seen in carpet python, but that we could see where right. something could happen like this. So it is 
it is bringing up a lot of hypothetical questions and a lot of hypothetical warnings of how you would proceed. Now, again, for all we know, next year there can be scaleless ball pythons freaking everywhere, and the morph can figure itself out, or genetic mutation, whatever you want to call it. But right. it, it's sometimes when you take it at face value like we are, it can seem staggering when it goes to that. And, of course, we don't want to say that anybody misrepresented an animal or a gene or anything like that. It's just at face value – trying to imagine spending $50,000 on a snake and then it not going where it's at. It, it, it hits really close to home with the chimera jags and stuff like that. Because yeah. as, as we talked, uh, we did the genetic show. It, it, it might not even pan out at all. So I think, I think I'm going to leave people with this. So they're going to have to listen in because if they were going to call it up on 10 seconds, but one of the things yeah. that frustrate me, um, mm. <laughs> when uh, we're in overtime now, so now they can't hear us. Ah, um, didn't even get. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I tried to plan that perfectly and say that perfectly you. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Um, sorry, sorry to the fans, but uh, that is fantastic. One of, I love that. One of the things that frustrate me when it comes to uh, Facebook with this whole thing, I guess, since I've been kind of like interested in the uh, marketing of like a project like that. But one of the things that kind of frustrates me is that these people will get on there and they'll talk about people, but they don't say the person. They just sort Mm -hmm. of allow, they, they, they put it out there and then you presume who they're talking about because they make it like this character that could be, you know, well, it could be this person, or it could be this person, and it could be this person. So if you don't like a person A, you're going to insert him into the mix. If you don't like person B, then you're going to insert her into the mix. And if it's C, that's, then you put her, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, yeah. And then, now, and then the thing that gets me, though, the thing that frustrates mm-hmm. me most of all is that they preach that they don't take the bullshit. They call a spade yeah. a spade. They say yeah. it like it is. Which is total yeah. bullshit, because if you wanted to say something about somebody, then go on the Facebook, stop being a you know a goddamn sissy behind the keyboard, and <laughs> say what you think. You know what I mean? It's, it's like this half-ass rant. It's like, oh, I'm going to only yeah. half-ass rant this. So if you're going to talk bad about somebody or say something that you don't like, or what I hear all the time is, well, we're calling the bad people in the community. These people that hold up the community and are the pillars of the community shouldn't be the pillars of the community, blah, 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 blah. But if they're if they're not the, supposed to be the pillars of the community, then call them out. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. sit here, like, pretend that it's like, okay, well, it can be X, Y, or Z. I, I don't know. It just seems like a uh, a sissy way it, to go about it. Here's the thing: unless you're unless you're trying to protect somebody who because you don't have the full story, there's no point to do that. Because like what we were saying is we didn't want to mention the breeders behind the diamond python stuff because we I haven't talked to those guys. I don't know if they actually Correct. told it, and I'm suspicious that they didn't. So I'm not going right. to throw their name into this mix. Also, if right. I'm talking to you and I don't want to mention the name because I want you to kind of. I want to convey something to you, but I don't want to be the guy who out now calls this person out to you, my friend. I won't right. mention a name. I'll say I heard from this guy that a breeder did this. Now, I know you have the same connections I do, and you can probably find out the same shit I can, and you'll come back and talk to me later. But if I'm going on Facebook and I'm about to call someone out publicly, what people don't understand is I equate Facebook 
to standing in the middle of a crowded room on top of a table and yelling something. So right. if you're going to do that, you can't sit there and be like, guy over here, not the dude we're talking about, though. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't want to mention any names, but kind of yeah. like this guy, but not. It's like, well, you've already, you've already fucking done it. So that's why I, dude, I will avoid drama on Facebook like the goddamn plague. I mean, it is. It just seems like, yeah, it just seems like, and again, this I'm going to tie it all around, and then I guess we'll wrap it up. But, wrap you it know, up in a bow and get the hell out of here. <laughs> my whole rant about the whole forum thing is that you, there was drama on the forum, yes. There right. was people yeah. that disagreed on the forum. There was debates yeah. on the forum. But it yeah. was it was insulated to just the people in the community. Now, right. I'm ready to pick of the week. There's 4,000-some people on there. How do I know who everybody is? Do you know who everyone is? I mean, we try to go on there and police it as as best we can, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you really don't know what you're talking about. So, Well, yeah, and here's the other thing you said. You have – where where the forums was a lot of the major breeders and maybe a few of the people just getting started – the pick of the week is a lot of people who just want to share pictures of their animals, which is totally fine. That's kind Correct. of what we have the pick of the week for. So right. obviously you have different degrees of people. You have the casual reptile keeper and you have people who actually have carpet pythons as pets who have right. one or two love them to death and don't give two shits about this whole breeding thing. They have their hundred dollar carpet python and he's the most gorgeous thing on the planet to them. But you know, having those people weigh into some things where they might not understand it or having those people's opinions on a person when they don't really know the whole sense of what's going on here, it, it, that's it's no good. And that's why uh, we've had several people who try to post up negative ads or negative things about a breeder. Actually, we got I got chewed out by one guy who tried to post up on the pick of the week how he was screwed over by Tom Crutchfield for something or other, and I deleted it, and then he private messaged me screaming at me about how we're not helping and protecting the reptile industry, and I blatantly told him there are other places you can throw up a BUI, not here. So there, there's various things, and it's almost, again, if you're going to go out on a rant, go do it and have the balls to step up and do it, but don't throw then it up where do, it doesn't belong. Yeah, do it on no. your your own Facebook page. Do it on your own like, Facebook. I mean, you have uh, a yeah, friend, I don't a friend know. post it up on a pick of the week. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know. It just, it just seems silly. And then you won't even, uh, at least I give the guy credit for uh, calling out the guy specifically and not saying, there's this breeder down in Florida uh, no, 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 who's no, kind no, of a big that, breeder. No, and, no, dude, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the, he's kind of a big deal and he, not really a breeder in Florida. It was in the comments where someone said Tom Crutchfield, and he went, yes. And I'm like, well, then why didn't you just freaking say it? Right. It's hard for me. Like, I listen to people make these rants about it, and to be honest with you, I don't really care to research that part of the reptile industry. So, like, people say that he's good. People say that he's bad. I don't know the guy, and I don't know what he did. But here's what I do know. It'd be very hypocritical for me to accuse somebody of smuggling in reptiles when my half, hmm. 90% of my collection is Australian reptiles. Uh, I Who mean, somehow got here, <laughs> <magically>. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, I don't believe in in smuggling reptiles. All I do is breed bearded dragons. Oh, I have some stories for you. Sit down. Probably not a rant that I want to uh, engage in. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's probably a little bit ridiculous. But anywho. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I think we we we've we've ran it on this uh, episode enough. Uh, you know, yeah, we take, like you said, we didn't even get to hit half the topics. We went to Daytona, got pissed. Yeah. <laughs> well, sideways. I think I, I think yeah, I think we hit on some some good stuff, and right. I, you know, I I dig these episodes where it's just me and you shooting shit, and uh, you know, I, again, I, I there are people like them too. It's weird. So, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not an expert, you know. I learn no, no, no. much as uh, uh, as you guys learn when uh, the guests come on here. I try to find yeah. the people that uh, are most experienced with uh, the species that we're talking about. Um, yeah. Basically, we give our opinions, and my opinion is just that. It's just my opinion. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to like it. You don't have to, uh, you know, subscribe to it. But that doesn't mean at the end of the day that the two of us can't, you know, come to some yeah. kind of common and, ground. And, you know? and you don't have to listen to the show. No one is holding a gun to your head. If you want to turn us off because you find us annoying, go ahead and freaking turn us off. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But the one thing I can promise you is that we will be here every Tuesday. God like damn right. <laughs> otherwise, you know, I mean, not every show is a home run, you know, and oh. that's just how. But, this is what uh, happens when you've been doing it for five years. You <laughs> Not every show is a home run. Not yeah. everything goes correct. We're still freaking here. Yeah. God, we've been here. <laughs> so, so tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's episode, like I said, we have uh, David joining us, and we're going to be talking rough scales, and um, we're going oh, to be hitting on. Uh, we're going to hit on some natural history, and then, of course, right. we're going to break down how David keeps them. Uh, we're also going to be talking about how he bred them. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, neonate care, uh, where they yeah. get going, you know, all these things that yeah. you need to know, Owen, uh, when you breed my pair of rough scales for me. I got, uh, uh I got three years to figure it out. So, yep. or probably yep. maybe two and a half. She's a year old. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, two and a half, <laughs> maybe three. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got we got that. It should be a great show. Uh, David yeah. also keeps chondros, so I'm sure we'll throw nice. some chondros in there. You know, it surprises me that more... You didn't make the battle chondro? Yeah, it surprises me, too. <laughs> That's Bill's territory. That um, is Bill's territory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, hope, I hope Bill does it, because Bill will do it. I won't, but Bill will name it the battle chondro, so I'll, I'll still get that. <laughs> So yeah. I'll, it'll still be okay. I'm uh, surprised oh that more chondro keepers, and maybe it will be in the future once they become more established, but I'm really surprised that more chondro peoples don't have them as sort of a an offset species since they are well, sister they species. They are, but they don't act it. I mean, they don't they don't perch. I mean, the the, the perches that a chondro will sit on, a roughie won't. I mean, you got to, what Julie and I have done is you need to get those like thick wood kind of perches where they can put most of their body on it. And then they won't perch like a chondro. 
they'll kind of lay across it all sprawled out, and they like to lay kind of down-ish. So they don't really perch up like a chondro. Now, you could probably outfit a generic chondro cage to serve a rough scale, but and they probably will later, but, you know, I, I can see why some people haven't really done too much with them. Yeah. Well, we'll talk all about it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so it should be uh, should be a great episode. Um, then uh, maybe maybe not. I know uh, there's a. I'm, uh, I'll give you a little teaser. There's somebody that contacted me. That's somebody pretty uh, pretty pretty high up there in the Morelia world um, uh-huh. that has some uh, some news uh, and. Uh-huh. That, uh, he wanted to come onto the show and uh talk about it. So that may be maybe this week, um that's why I was saying there was a third show. We shall see. Maybe that'll be yeah. next Tuesday and me and Owen. Maybe we'll that'll be next up. Tuesday and then you and I can just bullshit on Friday. You know, right. it's one of those things, you know. It it it'll be a good show. This is the first time hearing about it, so dear God. Yes. <laughs> it is really yeah. secret. Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah. I'll tell you as soon as we hang up. All right, but, cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Forget all you guys. I get to know. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, I will say MoreliaPyDunRadio.com is our website. Um, if you uh, want to get in touch with us, uh, you can send it to uh, an email to us at info at Uh You can check out the show on iTunes uh, or every, whatever your podcast uh, venue uh, delivery system of choices, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> whatever you choose. iTunes is just the easiest. Go over there and subscribe to the show. And every Tuesday night or Wednesday morning when you wake up, it'll be right there in your queue. Um, unless Blog Talk has a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then it won't be. <laughs> then, then we'll have to make it up to you. But uh, yeah. we promise that we will make it up to you. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, we made a little speech earlier about the show, a little rant about the forum. So I would suggest uh, (laughs) that if you are interested in carpet pythons, you need to go check out MoreliaPythons.com, and that's all I'll say on that. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, You can like our Facebook page, which uh, continues to grow. We try to make sure that we keep that up to date with sharing all the latest and greatest in the world of Morelia over there. Uh, So uh, give us a like. Um, Let's see. We have some Carpet Fest coming up. Uh, The next one up is the Southern Carpet Fest, which uh, I am happy to say that I will be attending that. Uh, Bill, uh, good friend Bill, is uh, is the host. And uh, it's in mm-hmm. Arlington, Texas, uh, September 12th. So if you're in the area, maybe you're a couple hours away, and you're you're thinking about making the making the trek, uh, I would recommend heading down and getting to hang out with uh, some fellow uh, carpet python Morelia enthusiast. Uh, it will uh, be an awesome time. So if you have any questions or comments, uh, contact Evan. Uh, Browder over on Facebook, or you can contact Bill Stegall, uh on Facebook as well. Ste- I always say his name wrong. It's Stegall, right? Stegall. I, I he- Stegall. Yeah, I hear Stiegel. I hear Buddy say it, and then I say it. I, I don't know. I guess I think he's like the. Uh... I, I think you just want Bill to be Steven Seagal, so you're just <laughs> yeah. kind of like making him that way. Yeah. Bill Seagal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, it's the Morelia world. Yeah. So these 
these carpet fests that are that are kind of popping up is just it's just an awesome way to come and talk snakes, meet new people. Uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're new into the uh, carpet python world and and you want to sort of get your name out there. This is an awesome way to sort of uh, you know rub shoulders with uh, some some great people like Bill. Um, you know, at, at ours on the East Coast, we have, uh, you know, guys like Jason and Mike and all those guys. And then out on the Northwest, um, mm-hmm. you got guys like Nick Mutton and uh, Casey mm-hmm. Lazik. I know Justin Julander has been to Todd's them. I think, there. Yeah. I think Eric Phillip, Todd, you know, well, Todd, I think, went mm-hmm. to the uh, North you, or the Southwest. North, yeah, he went to the Southwest, yeah. 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 So, uh, so go check those out. Uh, the Northwest is on 10-3, uh, which is right around the corner. That's in Seattle, Washington. Uh, if you're interested in that, uh, you can go check out their Facebook page or coordinate with uh, Amy. I know they're doing a uh, an auction uh, for U.S. ARC, uh, so get in contact with her, and you can work out the details uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. As far as... Um, let's see. Breeders Direct Morelia Python Classified Group Page. Wow, that's a big name on Facebook. Uh, the cool thing about this uh, group uh, is the fact that uh, this is a little baby from uh, Jason Balin and Chris uh, from uh, Headhunters. Um, basically, if you're you get to talk directly to the breeder that can show you all those things that we talked about earlier, you know, mm-hmm. show you a picture of the parents, uh, how it's kept, how many times it's shed, what it's fed on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, if you're posting something up on that page, then you are the guy that produced the animal and uh, or girl. And uh, that's that's pretty pretty important thing when it comes to, uh, you know, making sure that you're getting quality uh, stock. Mm-hmm your collection or just even just as a quality trophy animal that you want to keep just as a pet uh, so go check that out facebook a group page if you're not a member then you should uh, sign up and become a member uh, i'm sure mm-hmm. as the season approaches you'll be able to uh see what people have going on get on various lists etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, i'm sure that once the season is underway that's where you're going to see a lot of the cool awesome animals uh from the 2016 uh breeding season posted up there um let's see what else do we got u.s arc uh we can't say enough about those guys if you're not a member go over to usarc.org and join up uh show your support uh if you can give them five bucks ten bucks three bucks two bucks uh all that adds up whatever you can uh afford to give um you know, if you're shipping animals or you're buying animals, I always say that uh, tell the person that you're shipping, if they're using ship your reptiles, click on the, the little, uh, you know, little box that says that you donate a dollar. Donate a dollar, yeah. You know, I mean, come on, man. That's that's cheaper than a price of co- a cup of coffee. So. Uh, you and can find four it, quarters in your couch. Just <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're spending $200 on a snake, I'm sure you can you can splurge for a buck. Um NARBC Tinley Park, right around the corner, uh, October, I believe it's 11th and 12th, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Maybe? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'll have to get those dates. Uh, anyway, uh, that is the show of the year when it comes to 
uh, reptiles. Um, if you have thought about heading out, uh, I would definitely recommend going out. You're going to see some amazing breeders uh, from all around the United States selling the best animals you can get. Um, mm. You know, pick your species. Uh, it's going to be there. Uh, so it's just a good time. You get to hang out. Um, if you're if you're into carpets, I would suggest that you make the trek for this because you have Carpet Row, uh, which uh, you're going to get all of the top carpet python and breeders uh, in one spot. Um, you know, you got Psychotic Exotics, which is not a Carpet Row, but the fact that they're still there. Yeah, nearby. Yeah. yeah. You got myself, you got Owen, you got Jason Bale and Howard Redding. Uh, uh, Headhunter's not going to be there, but sometimes they are there. Uh, uh, Mike Curtin might be there from what I hear from a rumor, so I don't know. Yeah. Right. So definitely worth uh, making the trek and, uh, and hanging out. Um, it's kind of like a mini Carpet Fest type of thing or Carpet Fest 2, whatever you want to – whatever you want to call it, but uh, it's definitely worth it. Um, and every once in a while, we got to meet some of our Australian friends, uh, which was pretty neat. Uh, we got yeah. to talk to uh, yeah. Peter Birch. We got to talk to Darian mm-hmm. uh, Whitaker, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite morph in the whole world when it comes to carpet pythons, and I'm uh. rubbing shoulders with the guy that owns it. You know what I mean? How How cool is that? So I do love uh, those. <laughs> yeah. So just to be able to talk to them, and you know when you're talking to guys like this, they want to show off what they got. So next thing you know, they're pulling out their phone, they're showing you pictures. It's a great thing. This is the thing that I'm talking about, getting out there and talking and meeting people and all this stuff. Because everybody wants to show off their animals, even if they're not showing those things on Facebook or if they're not showing uh, those things on a forum or wherever the case may be. This is, uh, mm. you know, you get you sort of feel like you're on the inside scoop, so to speak. Uh, so definitely uh, uh, worth it there. Uh, EB Morelia, that's me, uh, ebmorelia.com. Uh, if you have any questions, you can send it to eric at ebmorelia.com. And uh, on Facebook, it's just EB Morelia. Uh, tomorrow i got a big photo shoot planned, uh, so I should have some uh, some new pictures up, uh, maybe some available stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, get ready for the season starting to put it up on my breeding page um you know putting together which pair is going with what or which animals going with who um one of the uh things that i have been working on and it's somewhat uh it's just a work in progress and i chip away at it a little by little is that i'm doing a care page so to speak that uh is a little more in depth than uh you know your standard uh, care page so uh, if you go over to my website you can check it out Um, you click on uh, keeping and breeding and then it'll you can click on the keeping carpets and and scroll down and that's sort of the start of uh, many many uh, things to come on that page Um, so that's all I have for myself Owen will finish it out and then we'll call it a night go ahead Owen cool I always uh, what I have is you can go over to Rogue Dash Reptiles to see all the websites and the babies we have for sale, as well as our breeders and bios and things like that. Uh, you can also go on to Rogue Reptiles at Facebook.com and check all the stuff over there. 
Uh, like I said earlier in the show, I will be at the White Plains Reptile Show this weekend. I am not vending, but I am attending. So if I'm going to a show and you want an animal, I will deliver it for free. You just got to make sure you pay for it before the show. Uh, that's the way that'll roll. Um, and then after that, I don't think we have another show again until Tinley Park. So should be cool. All right. Um, what I will say is thank you all for listening, and we will catch everybody tomorrow. Holy crap! Uh, for some more, <laughs> some more Morelia Python Radio. So exciting. Good night, everybody. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I created the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buy and selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.